Look around, mister. All this I built. Up to my armpits in blood and shit. Where there was desert, now there's a town. Where there was robbery, there's trade. Where there was despair, now there's hope. Civilization. I'll do anything to protect it. Foot and face. <laughs> this is Filmside. <laughs> oh, sure. everyone and welcome to Film Sack episode 499. One more. Oh my gosh, we're about to hit wow. 500 episodes. I didn't even really think about it till just now. Weird. Uh anyway, wow. welcome to 499. We are mining the very depths of film entertainment for all mankind continually since 2009 and today's no different. My name is Scott Johnson and I'm joined today by Brian. They burned pig killer into his chest Dunaway. Ow, I don't want to see more pig butts. I'm yeah. my life. Yeah. Never. Oh, hi. Hi. This Sunday is Thunderdome Live, where you don't want to miss when two men enter, one man leaves. Hey, is this going to be like that one time when one of those men was who enters is not really a man at all, but some kind of grinning boy's head atop a man's body? <laughs> and then when he starts losing, his little person hops into the dome in the middle of the fight and starts jammering in some broken English he learned from vinyl records in his circus train car. <laughs> <laughs> Only to be interrupted by yet a fourth individual who enters the Dome of Thunder to further the discussion on who runs the place. All the while, no man leaves. Because that was some real partisan-based pig shit right there. <laughs> Anywho, this Sunday is Thunderdome Live, where apparently no rules apply, even though everyone is chanting the one damn rule. Tickets available <laughs> at the box office. If you convince, if you can convince postmodern Alfred Hitchcock, he's a fatty, to sell them to you. God, I hate this job. Maybe I will see if I can get a job as an elevator operator. I could do that, pushing a few buttons all day. Oh, Conan style, you say? No, thanks. I don't do the cranks. That's just jerking time. Randy? <laughs> That's where the jerking time kept coming from on Discord this morning. <laughs> Couldn't figure out where you where you were getting that from. All right. Uh, next up, we have Randy. I do not think that dome is OSHA approved. Jordan. Aloha, Scott. Brian. Brian. And I just want to thank you all Randy. for coming to this uh, talk. It was I think it was really good. We had a lot of uh, good discussion up here. And yeah, another round for the panel. Thank you. Thank you guys very very much. Uh, it's the QA portion, and uh, we were given three questions here that were uh, you guys wrote on cards. We're just gonna get to them real quick uh let's see question number one uh, is, uh we do someone we don't need another hero okay um actually uh, i'll take this one yes you do you do actually need another hero um here's the thing if the previous hero was bad then you definitely need another hero if the previous hero was good then you should want another hero, right? Because the heroes are good. So, yes, you do. I, I disagree with the question. See, the next question says here, um, we don't need to know the way home. 
Uh, no, 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 no. See, okay, I, I get it. I, you guys uh, may have, some of you may have misunderstood the point of the talk. Um, you know, just refer to Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Like, home is like literally the third most important thing you need after like food and water. Uh, you do d definitely need to know the the way home. So, uh, I'm sorry if that was if that wasn't uh, evident. Uh, you know, or okay, let's just get to this last one and get out of here. All we want is life beyond the. Okay, so this makes no sense. I'm sorry, guys. This makes no sense. The Thunderdome is uh, small and immovable. Like, literally all of the world is beyond the Thunderdome. It's seriously. And it's not like that dome is between you and anywhere important. Were these written by children? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. Tomorrow Morrowland says not, yes. Not entirely by my hero, George Miller, it turns out. Deconstructing uh, Tina Turner, right? With us finally, <laughs> Brian, whose neck smells like Master's Crotch? Blaster's neck smells like Master's <laughs> Crotch, Ibit. Fight in face! <laughs> <laughs> Hello, I'm here for the game show announcer audition. Thank you. Yes, I'll just go ahead with what I've written myself, if, if you don't mind. Listen on. This is the truth of it. Those in our brood, sometimes we must battle. Trivia questions. Beat the time. If you don't finish first, you get the slime. Super sloppy double dare on Nickelodeon draws near. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, dying time's here. Too much? Was that too much? That's kind of a catchphrase thing with mine. I, I can I can tone it down a little bit. Shall I do another? I'll do one even without waiting for your response. Another. Three men enter. One man leaves. The battle looms large on many TV screens. Hit the daily double. You better know your facts. If you don't answer in the form of a question, you get the axe. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> boys and girls, dying times here. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I lost my last job, so I, I really need this. The whole town I worked for got blown to pieces and my hosting slash arbitrator gig kind of ended. One more, one more. I think I can nail this. <laughs> Nine paths you can choose. But who will choose the right path and connect three in a row? Better watch out for that dragon. It's Tic-Tac-Toe. Oh, <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, dying times here with Wink Martindale. No? No? Okay, what else do you have? Wheel of Fortune? No, thanks. I've I've done one of those, and I just want, don't want to get typecast as the Wheel of Fortune kind of guy. Oh, that's great. Wow. I love those. Really yeah, I love the fact that I wasn't quite sure. I'm like, I think I know which one he's talking about. <laughs> yeah, I know what he's talking about. No, you went like you went like full method I, actor on this. Did did you workshop any uh, no whammies in that one? I did. Whammies I had I had a bunch of them. Like I figured out uh, Family Feud. We've been talking so much about Family yeah. Feud on TMS lately. I didn't <laughs> want to do that one, but uh, two families enter, one family leaves. <laughs> <laughs> Because it's a feud. A feud is a fight. That's right? a feud. Yeah, yes, yeah. exactly. We settle our arbitrations here, like and the host going. might kiss you on the lips. Yeah, or the ear. Yeah. 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 Oh my god. I know. Uh, he he had double duty. He was the guy selling camels, and then later got to do the yeah. rules. Yeah. Yeah. I want. I, I want actually a whole uh, Doctor Dealgood. Um, yeah, series TV, TV series. Yeah, yes. there's so many fantastic characters in the movie we're about to talk about. Yeah. that uh, we should probably get. Well, What's here, the name of the movie the we're about to talk about. Well, it's Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome. Now, I want to make a 
I need to make a caveat uh, up top show uh, announcement here. Okay. This is not the good one. Okay. <laughs> it's not even it's not even the second best one. No, it's, it's not. It's not even the one that I remembered half of yeah, the Yeah, there's a lot yeah. in this I don't remember either, but um it's also the one where I mean straight up uh George Miller and uh his buddy George Ogilvy 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 yeah. He and him Ogilvy. were they co-directed this and Pretty much, this is what how it worked out because um, there, there's a dedication at the end of the film. People might uh, might wonder about it. It says for for Byron, and Byron was this like really close friend of George Miller's who was uh, basically did like location scouting for the movie, and that's what his job was. And he did this for other projects, including previous Mad Max films. And uh, he was killed in a car or a, uh, a helicopter accident while scouting for this film, and as a result, George Miller just lost interest in everything. It was like, I don't want to even do this. Yeah. Like my, yeah. one of my best friends has died. I don't want to deal, deal with this. So the way that the directing work worked out to fulfill his contract was Ogilvy directed anything with people talking, walking, hanging out, sitting around, whatever. <laughs> Miller did all the action stuff. So in the dome, in the cars, uh, mm-hmm. you know, those moments. And you can tell. On the road. Can, yeah, you on the road. You can see that stuff and go, okay, well, that feels like maybe what I'm used to from that dude. But the rest of it is just some guy who mostly directed TV who made, you know, a bunch of scenes in this movie. And I think that's what's wrong with the movie. It It feels like it it feels like two movies. And I I think Mm -hmm. uh, there's parts of this thing that George Ogilvy did that I actually kind of think was well shot and was kind of really amazing. But oh, then I don't know about amazing. Like, give give me amazing. Yeah. What do you what do you call an amazing? Oh well, well, well. Like there's when he's in uh in the the camp kid, Peter Pan. Uh, you mean uh, when the part that Spielberg directed? Yeah, that right, bit, right. Yeah. The Spielberg parts because there was a couple of shots there that were fantastically. It was well directed. It was, was it? Was it? I thought it was because you know what that Actually, looked like. That was. looked like three PO going. Ooh, and then the empire came and beep beep beep. No, no, I'm not necessarily talking about. I'm not talking yeah. about the actual uh, nuances of what's being read on screen. He's kind of locked into the dialogue, and, and but way it, way it was way it was shot, the way it was uh, envisioned. I thought it was actually. I don't know. That clever. stuff looked like anybody could have directed it. My my biggest problem with it with that whole entire thing. Wow, whole Lord- Scott really hates Ogilvy. <laughs> I didn't know that. I didn't see that coming in. <laughs> it's the what it is. It's this this Lord of the Flies portion of the movie, which it really is a separate movie in a lot of ways. Yeah. And um, it's the part of the movie I forgot the most about. Like, yeah, I'd totally forgotten it completely. I remembered it. it, but boy, did I think it was uh, a much smaller part of the film in yeah. my memory. Yeah. Uh, and it's, then you get there, and it's like, oh my god, this takes up so much of this movie that I thought was like, all right, it's uh, you know, we're in Barda Town for a long time, and there's gonna be battles in Thunderdome, and then there's this, and there's that. And then he sees the kids and then he goes and he gets in the car and there's a lot of driving at the end and a lot of another big uh, chase scene. And I completely forgot that. No, it's like the kids are the, the filling of this, of this Oreo, this action Oreo. Yeah. So we end up with this kind of a, you get this like hook, you get this hook like thing with Mm -hmm. these, with these kids. And then you get the, you know, this empire or sorry, return of the Jedi. uh, They think, 3PO's a god and now he's telling them the story of the Empire and the Clone Wars and everything like that's what that all felt like to me but then mm-hmm. my brain broke and I because I kind of like this concept of they were all in a plane the plane crashed for whatever reason it was filled with children 
the captain said, I'm coming back for you. And then they I don't have to think build... it was filled with children. Well, okay. Then this is my, then this is my question. Right. What, why are that? Why is it ancient? Why is it ancient lore for them when none of them are older than like 17? Right, right. That's what I mean. I think uh, there were a few children. I think the family stayed there for a while, just from what the impression I was getting, because it's an oasis and an otherwise abandoned land. But at some point, they were like, okay, we want to re-find civilization. We have to strike out, but not before they enjoyed a short period uh, where they stayed there. Now, I don't know that for a fact. That's just how I explained it to my brain. But would they just so, leave all their kids? And if <clears throat> if they're just their kids, why would their kids be so... They act like what happened was a thousand years ago. Maybe they were heading off from like, you know, international soccer match. I don't know, Scott. It really wasn't important to me. Well, that's what I'm saying. That's a whole different movie and a whole different mountain. That's what I'm saying. See, this is where Mad Max gets into trouble. But the and 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 misses why Mad Max is amazing, which is the world building is usually in your your own head. You should not over explain things. And they get a little too close to the edge of trying to say hey, this plane was full of these kids, and now they're waiting for the guy to come back. He's called Captain right. Walker, and the Walker's Which coming back. Which I thought and- was great. So a grounded pilot called Captain Walker. Sure. <laughs> That's why not. <laughs> you just, you just n- n- hit on it. Now, Didn't now, even make that connection. <laughs> to be clear, I've never seen this movie before last night. I The only thing I knew about this movie was the name, and I assumed that Mel Gibson was in it. Like I really didn't have anything i have no thoughts about this movie before seeing it like i literally as a small child misunderstood the tina turner song and i never knew that it was about this movie i really right i i know i didn't know that i remember this song and I, i i don't really attach these two things together even though I know they go together, and I'm and I've heard that song a million times, and I never remember her saying Thunderdome. Oh, really? Song. Right? Yeah. Same. same, same, same it just all. feels so shoehorned in there, like it just doesn't yeah. belong. Like, like uh, she'd written three fourths of the song, and they said, "Oh, could we use that one for Mad Max Thunderdome? Could you? Can maybe we say the title of the movie? Yeah." yeah. <laughs> so the, I was the, so the biggest. Was my so, biggest complaint like, about the movie is is partly that, but keep going. I was so mentally busy during this movie taking it in that it never occurred to me that I should question the the backstories of all these things. Mm. Like I have seen – I've seen one and two. I saw two a couple of years ago and now I've seen the first one with you guys a mm. few months ago. Mm. And I – like so I, I came into this movie going, okay, I know there's a person, Mad Max, right? And I found it a little weird in this movie that he didn't – introduce himself as mad max but um like i was so busy like going wow these shots of the desert and the sun and there's so many wind shots like there's so many parts of this movie where someone was just out of frame with a huge fan and a bag of dirt and i'm just like this was really like like, there's a lot of things here to think about and to really like take in to drink in Mm -hmm. and and so like right now as you guys are talking is the first time i was like Oh, what were those kids doing there? Like seriously, yeah, I, really? this movie gave me it did not give me those questions. Well, and I'm glad for that because they're 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 questions that don't have good answers. Right, they're terrible answers. And and here's the other thing. So, um, it's normal that you don't have him introduce himself very much. Like at the beginning of this, mm-hmm. they ask him his name. He does say Max. There's one time, but that's it. They only yeah. does it the one rarely, time. In the rarely he film. tells his name. Correct. Yeah, and that and there and that's why in uh, four, the best of all of these. 
uh, by, Jerry Road. by a billion miles. Uh, <laughs> when Max finally says his name to her uh, while she's you know basically dying, he's trying to pump his own blood into her. Uh, Charlie Theron's character, he is he is. That's when he's finally saying, you know, that's who I am. I'm acknowledging that I'm an individual. I'm a person. I'm not just an aberration here. Like I'm Max. Right. Like that they make it a big he, deal. He in died when every his movie. children died. He was reborn. As this wanderer, right? That That's the kind of the idea, concept. except, I don't know, <laughs> yeah. the first episode, or sorry, the first movie doesn't really pay that off in retrospect, but right. but yeah, that's kind of the concept. Okay. But here's the thing, like, it, Beyond Thunderdome has some of my favorite things in the series as concepts. So, Master Blaster, one of my favorite concepts. Yeah, uh, The dome Little itself, boy. I love the dome, I love everything about the dome. More dome. I think the dome is great. Give us more dome. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the dome is great. Uh, the idea of a town called Barter Town that is, that is run on the backs of these guys down there digging pig shit for energy, right. but is got this outside veneer, but it's also got all the, the terrible things about living in that post-apocalyptic Australian wasteland and all the weirdos in it. Everyone's a weirdo, and it's great. That stuff, you know, conceptually, great. But then I, the rest of it gives me real gas. And the biggest piece that gives me gas, I cannot believe how important this is to me over time. But the music in this, the scoring, mm. horrendous. It is it inappropriate Not, for we, the we film. A, I, we okay. took a left turn from our usual uh, Mad Max, right? Wasn't there a new music? Uh, uh, that's the word I'm looking for. The guy who does the music. Composer. There was a new guy in here. <laughs> Composer. Composer. Yeah, Composer. He, he may be a and new we're guy. Talking, and we're talking know. score, not, not soundtrack. Just we're not score. talking right. Turner stuff, yeah, but the yeah, score. Yeah. I kind of like the saxophone, the weird discordant. <laughs> I cannot find the rhythm with this thing if you put it on, on a piece of paper and gave me right. a, uh, you know, a metronome kind of thing. There was something I really liked about that saxophone thing, that they the, the, uh, the theme music of the underground. Oh yeah, that stuff was cool. Like no, there was there were a couple of moments that were just fine, but like trying to accent the action or the emotion or whatever. That stuff compared to the Junky XL uh, soundtrack for 2015's Fury Road, a billion miles worse. It's so bad. Yeah, like I'm I'm not saying I'm not saying it's 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 uh, not appropriate for its time because a lot of this sounded fine in '85 or whatever it was, Mm -hmm. and the idea of Tina Turner playing very '80s music. At the top and <laughs> yes. bottom of this sandwich was so dis. It was so off for me. This the, time. I actually wrote down in my notes, "What is this opening music?" Because that that part did seem really confusing oh. and so out of place. The yeah. whole opening was odd anyway because it had like this double barrel credits coming at you. I'm like, I can't read that fast. Wait, what is <laughs> so and so, so and so? Who are these people? Screw yeah. loose. Who is this guy? Yeah. Yeah. So I just want to – we'll talk about it a tiny bit more later probably, but uh, we're talking about Maurice Jarre. Uh, Maurice Jarre is a famous composer. Composed. It's Jarre, isn't it? Like Jean-Michel Jarre? Because it's spelled the same way. Is it Jarre? Well, that, Maybe they're related. We're, we're, it's, a, it's a French person, right? It's a French person. We, we still say Jarre. We, we. Wasn't it Jean Jean oui, oui. Valjar? Jean Valjar? Who am I thinking of? No, Jean Michel Jar. <laughs> oh, Jean Michel Jar. He's the yeah. He's like the new age guy. Uh, uh, did, did the trippy uh, instrumental stuff in the in the eighties, right? Different, yeah. different. It's not this dude, but different, different person. This dude, but, but he's French, this dude right? Composed yeah. this dude composed the longest day. Composed uh, Lawrence of Arabia, Othello. Oh. Uh, Doctor Zhivago is probably the most memorable uh, composition uh, of a film for Maurice. However, you want to say his last name. Yeah. And, um, my mom's favorite guy. movie, by the way. My mother loves that movie. <laughs> Dr. Shivago so, was like the only thing she ever talked about. Anyway, go ahead. 
uh, I mean, Lawrence of Arabia, the the score is brilliant, and and so coming into this film, you know, I'm like, oh, we're gonna have that. We're gonna have something memorable, a theme. We're gonna have uh, all of these all of these pickup scenes where you know you're just looking at the sun behind the dirt in the desert, and someone's emerging over a dune, and there's gonna be music that fits it. And the music never fit. No, not even once. I don't remember a time in this movie it, when the music fit. Yeah, I felt it felt like the underground fit. By the way, Maurice Jarre is Jean Michel Jarre's dad. So. Oh, no way, they are oh. related. Okay, yeah, they that's are related. Cool. Very, very much related. Those, you know, those Jars, they're, uh, it's, it's right. they get out there, they get going. I, so, so wait, that underground that stuff was, was like the ding dong, bing, bong, ding dong. Right. Yeah. The crystal music, basically. Yeah, that was kind of cool. I'll give you that. that part it was. was right. Yeah. Yeah. So what was, uh, so was that Tina Turner's, uh, like tour saxophonist? Was he like <laughs> the, the, the blind uh, diaper guy? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Was that like. I wanted that to be like somebody she tours with. I would love that, right? Like, like Peter Gabriel's got that really big tall dude, yeah. and yeah. Springsteen had Clarence Clemens, and and uh, Tina Turner's got uh, diaper ball, diaper diaper guy, b- yeah. blind diaper sloth, <laughs> yeah. basically. Kid Rock's got the little tiny guy. It's like that. Yeah. Uh, right, exactly. But yeah. but yeah, you like master, but, like him in there playing. Uh, he was obviously playing a saxophone in a time where we were all getting a lot of saxophone in that style in the eighties regardless of the film or what setting it was so yeah, it yeah. was consistent with the time but i also kind of liked it's it was discordant it was like what a weird thing for you to put in this to have him in there just Sa- playing the, the saxophone is always very boisterous right it's always like hi i'm a saxophone yeah i'm here yeah, yeah. you see there's me? not there's not like you know you don't have a lot of background saxophone music no it's, there's not like it's very the singer stops saxophone. and the saxophone starts <laughs> Uh, <laughs> and my and then so this leads me to my, my other problem. Those are some of the most dialogue heavy for Max scenes. He talks a lot in those. He talks a lot yeah. later. This is out of character for the character. He doesn't do this in Road Warrior or Mad Max, the first one, really that much. And he barely says anything in four. Uh, he's supposed to be a little bit of not mute, but supposed to be a little muted. And in this, he's a little too quippy for me. He's a little too 80s uh, catchphrase. Hey, I'm Mel Gibson. I'm going to be talking here. Especially yeah. with especially with entity right that like she her job is to talk like she's supposed to be uh, interesting somehow mm-hmm. and the, like the only way for her to be interesting is to say things yeah. and so he could have he could have been a strong silent type around uh, auntie entity <laughs> I, I think her the I rural think her, right <laughs> I I didn't appreciate her costuming until this time around and you could say it's derivative of stuff but i thought it was actually that's no, fine actually i enjoyed yeah. it a lot more this this viewing of course probably like when i was younger big, i was like eh what is that like those big uh bulbous uh ram yeah. horn earrings that she was wearing yeah, yeah they look like they you were thought taken i was gonna from, say something else yeah you? you did you i did. did uh they look like they were taken off of something big and mechanical which is what you want like it's a good it's yeah. it's fine yeah. everything about her is fine you my biggest my biggest Costum- aesthetic problem costuming with, you know, for this film is not is certainly not an issue no there was it's a, lot a little of, there was a lot it, of french influences in this from the yeah. everybody was wearing french cut it's yeah, like oh i don't like oh, i'm not i'm yeah. not into the high hip thing and all the women and dudes all had the high hip thing going <laughs> yeah Weird on dudes. It's yeah. it's a it's a weird look on dudes. Especially. I, like I I actually just realized Conan I would disagree. I skipped <laughs> I skipped a whole segment in my intro. I just realized because I had one of my answers was going to be about 
you know, uh, Maslow's hierarchy of needs was going to be food, water, home, and shoulder pads. There oh my go. God. Shoulder pads, <laughs> yes. So yeah. I assumed that, okay, so I'd like to talk about Bartertown for a minute because yeah. I want to know the lore of Bartertown because we got a little bit of explanation towards the end when Master put on his uh, fancy clothes and <laughs> rode in his... Right. Uh, Rode in his uh, his train car, his, yeah. which had which was equipped with several things, including uh, how to speak, uh, you know, French and these different basically languages. A so house. he's obviously an yeah. he's obviously an intellect. But I'm like, okay, so why is he talking in such broken English? Is it because English isn't his native language? And I was like, that's interesting. I was also like, uh, were they also implying that these people were part of a road show, such as you know, like a freaks show or a circus show? And did it crash? And is that where they set up? And is that why Barry's weird? Everybody else is weird because because of mutations, right? Mm-hmm. From the fallout. Mm-hmm. But yeah. is that so here? Maybe uh, we don't know. So like a there's, a of, there's a lot of there's a lot of untold stuff. <laughs> yeah, so much methane. Where did those pigs come from? Was that part of the show? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, we don't Was know it? where those pigs came from. See, so, but see, those are the kind of world building things I like because I I like to make up the rest. I like to see it and yes. go, "Wow, that's a lot of pigs." I wonder where those came from. Like that's fun to me. You know what I didn't like making up? Mm. Bruce Spence's character as Jedediah mm. because I'm like, "You're the gyrocopter guy. You can't just show mm. pretend like that you're not." Yeah, that was a weird move. He's wasn't the same it? guy, isn't he? Yeah, it same is. actor. Same yeah. actor. Yeah. No, I know it's the same actor, but it's the same no, character. No, 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 not different the same character. character. Yeah, no, totally different not. character. So that yeah, that is a really weird... oh that's 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 way disturbing. I agree. It, it was I I it's unnecessary to make him a different character because he he goes off with one of the women from uh, yeah he could have came back with a kid the the Bastion equivalent in <laughs> Mad Max time in Road Warrior. Well, and and I was so proud of this movie for starting with a a little robbery. That that made me go. I wonder if that's going to be a bookend, and it was. It, it was one hundred percent a bookend. Yeah. yeah, but like like he he's that's a weird move. Like I understand he's yeah he's a favorite of, of Road Warrior. People you know love that character or whatever, and he's also you know these people are all friends with Miller and everything. So I understand the the recasting. But why not just work it in so that he's that guy again? Uh, right. If he's already flying a plane. Yeah. <laughs> but that's I mean, the other thing the these pilot. movies do. Come on. These movies all do this. All one through four, they're all right. their own setting. Nothing's the same. And no right. one carries over so, except for this Furiosa I, sequel we're getting or prequeling. Right. And, and so this brings up the question because I, I was thinking about this and I was going down the rabbit hole about it. I was like, you know what? Each one of these these movies is supposed to have a very specific narrator or someone who is remembering what is going on. And would that individual then understand the relationships between these characters? And I'm like, well, maybe that's part of the madness uh, and, and storytelling, you know, mm. which is done mouth to mouth. Right. Is, mouth to mouth. Uh, is, when I was here for the telling and the great, right. now the next, ba, da, ba, da. May as well be talking to Ewoks. I'm telling you that whole thing. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, that stuff's Ooh, fine, finally, and I don't mind. We finally, them. have one person that we've been training to tell this story with all of our timing and yeah. fire and everything. Finally, somebody that we can tell this story to. Yeah, that stuff's just ripped <laughs> right out of that. Out of that. By the way, there's a whole other scene that is ripped right out of Star Wars, where he runs into that steamy place under Bartown. Oh, yeah, and then suddenly, yeah. and he's chasing one guard, but then yeah, he comes that's, out. That's, a, yeah. that's got. 
that's a trope, right? The turnaround chase. Because it's also an Indiana Jones trope too, right? It's, yeah. yeah, that's the, a serial trope, right? I believe that's that's that I don't goes know. way back. So way my back. serial trope involves Saturday mornings and uh, mm, spilled milk. Yes, yeah. honeycomb, extra crunchy. Oh, it's <laughs> not serial trope. It's yeah, big. yeah, yeah. It's big. They're not small. So <laughs> no, no, Tina no. Turner, by the way, uh, we were talking about her costume. She shaved her head for this thing, so the wig would fit. <laughs> I shaved my head for this. Yeah, and she said she had no problem with it. She says, I've got no problem with it. She said, ah, I'll do it for money. <laughs> Shave what you want me to that's do. That's actually pretty good, Ibbitt. You actually do a pretty good Tina Turner. I've been, you know, that's one I've been workshopping for years. Yeah, that's oh, been a long, long time. Uh, Auntie Entity is a bundle of tropes, but the, the one that really stuck out to me is the I own this town trope. Like, yeah, it's just, yeah. it's so common in, in movies that aren't necessarily uh, set in reality in the real time in the mm-hmm. current time right mm-hmm. like as soon as you get into the future or you get into an alternate world or you go to another planet like there is going to be somebody who owns this town and they typically yeah. live up above it right. and right. they have a bunch of weird henchmen and this felt like uh this felt like it was so it was so tropey that it was almost like its own thing you know what I mean? Like, it didn't feel like they were just copying what other movies have done. I, I agree. Yeah. I mean, it makes her a le- she's lesser, I think, than than Immortan Joe, but it's a very similar temp- template. Um, the difference is Immortan Joe's not vamping about how he owns everything. He's just sort of there and he owns everything. Like, he's not right. right. He's not constantly mm-hmm. talking about how I built this town and I'll do whatever it takes to save it or whatever. He's, he doesn't need to but do who any runs of that. It? He just needs to dump a little water on him once in a while to keep him hooked and then, you know, be a shithead to his sons. And, you know, he's just. So was that the oasis that dried up? Is that was the implication that the, you know, the what where the kids were? You mean, is that where a more Fury Road is Fury Road? Is that location? Oh, we have no idea. We have no idea. Hmm. I doubt it. Highly. Yeah. I don't. They never. The rocks are way bigger. Like, you know, the. Oh, they're uh, monolithic. They're yeah, freaking in, in 300 Road. feet above the ground. I don't think any of that mm-hmm. stuff is where they were. But anyway, the point uh, I was trying to get to there was she is interesting, though, or unique among all the villains in the history of the franchise because all of them were either killed or brought down from power except her. She was mm-hmm. yeah. she was not only not killed and not removed from power, she literally returned to power yeah, and right. stayed there. I mean, but she returned to power of a town that now doesn't have a methane factory. <laughs> but but she also right. gets the the thing I was expecting the least, the absolute least, is the right off into the sunset ending that she gets with Max. Yeah. That was, I just, I'm still shocked. Yeah, raggedy man, Randy. Yeah, raggedy Randy. Raggedy. Yeah, she just sends him off like that. Uh, you know, admittedly, that's a weird. That's a weird move. And you don't see that a lot in movies like this. You usually get their face ripped off like a Morton Joe, and that's kind of so what you I expect. I wonder if she had her contracts like, you can't kill me. That's it. <laughs> Maybe. That, the, end of this, the end of this movie was so surprising to me that it actually made me rethink the whole movie. And I started wondering if Mel Gibson's character actually dies in the desert. Actually, he is dead, and everything after he falls and dies is the afterlife, is, is sort of like mm. his, you know, his encountering the you know heaven right I don't know about or, heaven. or is he like the dread pirate roberts his you know they, they he never really admits to it you know what i'm saying it's like there's always a new mad max always 
I mean, a little. He's meant to be mythical in that way, I think. But again, see, this is all of us making assumptions that no one ever Which answers. And it's fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like mm-hmm. it. I like trying to figure that, that crap out. Um, but not canon. Check the, No, yeah, not necessarily canon. Okay, what I really like is this. So you know those outcomes on the wheel? They, they had to spin the wheel. Because yeah. Yeah, yeah, the, did you, did you catch them all? Big metal I got wheel. them all. So I wrote them down. Here, here they are. Uh, we got death, gulag, uh, acquittal, I believe was one. Oh, nice. Hard labor, auntie's choice. Right. Uh, choice. I wanted to see Bankrupt, how that turned out. Bankruptcy. Yeah. Wait, <laughs> there was no bankruptcy. Uh, there was, was kind of one. Forfeit goods was one of them. Yeah. Uh, oh. Spin again. I wonder if you would have gotten forfeit goods. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we're sorry. You got spin again. You got life imprisonment, amputation. Uh, and then finally, you were forced to watch Underworld. It just said Underworld. I assume that Man, means you have to watch Pat Underworld. Pat Sajak would have lost his mind if you spun that wheel so weakly. Mm-hmm. You ever well, seen he barely, Bill he of Fortune? Spin it really. It was one of yeah. uh, Doctor Dillgood's uh, prize women who <laughs> grabbed his hand and really spun it for him, and then looked just mesmerized by right. the wheel what spin. Happened? What yeah, happened? that thing oh, was uh, all that stuff was great and, and a little dumb, but great. I liked everything. Kind of want uh, Bill Duran to, to weld me. Uh, oh, a death wheel. Would you have all the same exact things? Like, would you want an exact replica, or would you want something? No, mine would say, uh, listen to a Millie Vanilli album and um, <laughs> watch Gungam Style one more time. Yeah, you and, know, uh, it's mine, true. Mine would be things I don't want to eat, and it would be in the kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What would you have on there? Give us an example. No, uh, I am. Uh, I, 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 I don't get to call myself a foodie because I am kind of opposed to veggies. Yeah. I eat veggies every single day. But I don't want to. And, <laughs> and so it'd be like, wheel of veggies. No. Yeah, wheel yeah, of veggies. So like, like I make I make the best Brussels sprouts you're ever gonna have. I roast them with all kinds. That's of, a uh, low bar. Sorry. But but <laughs> they would Brussels sprouts would be on the wheel. <laughs> you know what I'm right. saying? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Even though you make you mean a really those, good those batch. little baby cabbages. Yeah, yeah. baby cabbages. Yeah. Little uh, little shopahars. Oh, uh, done away, done away, babies. man. <laughs> Seriously, roasting those with some slivered onions and oh, yeah. and, yeah. and then oh, yeah. and then a a uh, balsamic glaze drizzle. Oh, that's that's been one of the best things about HelloFresh and Blue Apron is learning good ways to do kale and Brussels sprouts. Yeah. Because. There's so many recipes they send. I, it's like, okay, now you're going to roast it. Like, oh, this is actually pretty good. Mm-hmm. I want to be the kind of person that says I can eat kale. You I'm should. Not. Here's how and, you do and it. And with HelloFresh, you can. Well, Go to HelloFresh.com slash frogpants. Yeah, we don't. <laughs> if only. If we, we don't. Well, they just not, put kale on kale and I just swallow it. But here, no, here's on. what you do. You sp- you spray kale with some uh, like some pan or some ovens or some you know toss it with some olive oil, put it in the oven, generously salt and pepper it. And what if I just deep fry it and remove all good health? No, he's not deep so frying it. You turn into kale chips. Yeah, you're basically yeah. just dehydrating it. It's amazing. It's so yeah. good. Oh my gosh, Brian's right. I mean, you put a lot of salt. You use a lot of salt. You use a bunch of salt and you put on some uh, that vegan cheese. What's that stuff called? Uh, uh, just, uh, All this sounds like a terrible idea. No, it's fantastic. <laughs> I'm not. It, are you there any health know. benefits you at the point know. that it starts tasting good? No, no, no. You, you're not. You don't. No, no, lose. No, no. Okay, when you dehydrate, you. when you dehydrate <laughs> kale, you're not losing the the nutrients and stuff. You don't lose that, and you still get the fiber and stuff. It, it's perfect. Oh, it's so Brian's right. Hundred percent. I didn't actually expect us to go here, but I just want to talk about a pig based economy. For All right, a moment. let's do it. Pig based economy. Go because it excited economy. Yeah. On, what do you think we? What do you think we do here in the South? 
It is. Yeah, exactly. Makes the economy. It, it really excited me. Like that part of this movie really captured yeah. my imagination. Yeah. And I was and and like because you got to get past to the tropes where no, this wouldn't work, right? Because the strongest person in town would actually be the leader, and they would they would rule with an iron fist, and they would control all of the resources. Unless it's a boy's head. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's right. But <laughs> but man, when you have a pig based economy, there's like this real actual hierarchy with the pigs at the bottom mm-hmm. and the people up above it and the people above people and their their refuse flows mm-hmm. down to the pigs mm-hmm. and literally through the pigs and out the pigs and so on yeah. like there's just it's fascinating and i it's love perfect. I, yep. I love pork i, I apologize <laughs> pork you don't have you. to apologize for liking pork. yeah that's but not you, on your wheel the pork is not on your wheel you no, eat no, the no, pork. No, no, no 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 yeah, yeah. Uh, yes. Um, I don't agree with the whole punishment system of we're going to dangle you on a rope and get nuzzled by cute little pigs. Cause, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's that really what, <laughs> you know, they, they tried to make it sound like these pigs were all threatening and really they're just like, Oh, Hey, they, look, it's, it's master. Were, let's nuzzle him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They were pigs. They weren't hogs or, you know, some right, kind of right, killer were feral hogs. Yeah. yeah there there was, was a pigs. great, there was a great uh, moment that I had to, um, scroll back to it's when, uh, Mad Max is chasing the guy after they've after they've snuck back into Bartertown and back into the underground through the pipes, mm-hmm. and they uh, Max beats the the two guys and then there's the third who's like oh hi uh, and then turns around and runs. Max yeah, goes yeah. running after him and there's a pig that runs into the frame and just slides on his butt and I had to oh, oh love yeah, it. That was the second awesome. time I was really so he's kind of like the stormtrooper from uh, Star Wars but hits his head a little kind bit of, yeah. yes yeah yeah the <laughs> poor thing again. yeah the poor little pig I, man just I made I made Tina watch it. Tina, watch. <laughs> Look at this, Look at this stupid I've, pig. As I've told you many times before, I grew up with grandparents who had a feedlot uh, just a few blocks away from their house, and uh, they would, uh, you know, collect the the slop in a bucket under the sink and take it over and and dump it on the pig trough every now and then. And uh, you know, like the big rule in my childhood was you do not get anywhere near those savage beasts. Like mm-hmm. if a child falls into the fenced area it's with the pigs, mm-hmm. they will be they will be <laughs> destroyed so fast, you know. And but the point of that was that the pigs needed to be hungry mm. to be dangerous. Right. And so like this this scene where they dangle a little person down into the pigs, you could uh-huh. tell those pigs were very well fed. Yeah. yeah. They had just yeah. they had just had the feast of their lives. And they were also <laughs> small they were younger because that wasn't the first little person they had dangled so this was like three or four down the list oh yeah you knew that that had happened before and those pigs have seen they've seen their share of uh human meat is my guess yeah i i live next to a a pig farm and actually owned a couple of pigs growing you own them now oh i thought you own them now dude no i don't know i got rid of those things i was just a kid uh but yeah they this the same deal you know you you they were always well fed so we don't have to worry too much about them i'll tell you what they did bring around Field rats, oh. the size of your oh, foot. Yeah. Oh, yeah. man. Woo. No thanks. Well, those are scary. No thanks. Not interesting. And, uh, no, thank you. And yeah. by the way, TV Tropes has a fed to pigs trope page. Mm. Mm. Uh, I I was surprised. I, I could only personally think of two uh, other examples of fed to pigs. One was the HBO show uh, Gentleman Jack, which uh, I, I thought was pretty uh pretty that. amazing and brutal and and mm. uh really well done but the other one was uh Hannibal oh yeah. 
Right. Uh, that's where I remember right. seeing somebody being fed to pigs. Because you see alligators all the time. That's common. And, um, you know, the, like the trope of, of animals that you keep at the castle that will eat the people if you want them to. Yeah. It's often is, dogs, like dogs, really hungry sure. dogs. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, but, like a crocodile or, a, you know, alligator. I'm like, good, because they usually just basically flip you around until they break your neck and everything else, right? And then you're dead. It's fine. They can eat you then. Who cares? Yeah. But a pig... <laughs> Your teeth aren't exactly super sharp, but sharp enough, that would be a painful way to go. The other yeah. one, and we haven't seen this, and I'm curious if we would ever sack this, is the movie Snatch. Uh, mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. The, the one Brad of the Pitt heavies going, in hey, Snatch. Hey, 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 whatever he does. <laughs> That's right. That's the good impersonation. That's just that. I love that movie. One of the heavies in Snatch keeps a group of starving pigs because they're the perfect way to dispose of bodies. Yeah, and right. uh, I just like, oh, whoa, this is a trope. It's a trope. I bet that'd be a hard, that'd be a hard balance to keep, right? It's like, okay, are they hungry enough? Don't want right. to feed them too much. Yeah. Do you, right. Do you just feed them just enough to keep them hungry? Or it's like, well, right. I don't think we're going to get any any bad visitors for a while. So go ahead and, let's yeah. go ahead and feed the pigs <laughs> pretty well. It's just, just my experience. But my experience as a child is you feed the pigs every day. You have yeah. to. That's how you keep them you from eating. Sure. Mm-hmm. So oh, you feed yeah. the pigs every day. There is a time of day when they're sated and a time of day when they're hungry. <laughs> so <laughs> you, would be, you would be disposing of your enemies by taking them and throwing them into the pig pen when the pigs are hungry. That's yeah, all. Right. That I have a, I have you a, want to go see the pigs? Come on. Let's go see my, the pigs. You're, you've been found guilty. We're going to feed you to the pigs, but maybe in a couple of days that we just fed them. Right. We just fed them. My, uh, my wife has an uncle that no one wants to talk about. Uh, or great uncle, oh. maybe. Anyway, that he used to do it with pigs. He used to find oh. pigs. Yeah. It was a South thing. Not, well, I shouldn't say it's a South hey, thing. Sorry, Hey, Brian. hey, <laughs> hey. I guess totally what I'm saying is. I haven't emails. done that in years. <laughs> you don't get any emails about that. Yeah. You haven't had those it's pigs It's a different for, time yeah. here in the South. <laughs> but yeah, nobody talks about that guy anymore. He's uh No, I guess not. Yeah. It's <laughs> the uncle that you guys don't talk about. So we'll yeah. try to bring this back around to people. Hey, nope. look at IMDB and tell me who took the pictures of all of these actors oh because ninety percent of them are just zoom ins of Especially some I was yeah. so interested yeah. in Dr. Dealgood. So Edwin Hodgman plays Dr. Dealgood, and I've never I've never seen this movie before, so I was like blown away that he keeps the attention and the quiet of hundreds of people at mm-hmm, once. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, that's amazing! That's his the, skill. That place that's just more when he's speaking. That place is more quiet than any church I've ever been to. Yeah, yeah. you know. Yeah, and so like I'm like, oh, Edwin Hodgman. I go, I find a picture of him on IMDb, and it's his right hand holding like, his staff. Yeah, okay. holding his staff. That's it, and that, yeah. and that's from that movie. And by the way. It's not like this guy's only did this because he was some friend of the director. He's got a huge career that he's done everything up to 2016, started in 67. Busy actor. It's not like he's not doing anything. And their IMDb yeah. photo yeah. is this hand holding the staff in Beyond Thunderdome, which I guess is his <laughs> dominant role. But yeah, there's a bunch of like that, like Paul Larson, who yeah. played Blaster. It's just like a badly just- cropped version of Blaster. Like right, I guess he's and, done less stuff. Ang- but Angry Anderson, which is a great name, by the way. Yeah, if you're, if yeah, you're, yeah. If you were probably born named Andrew or something, no, I'm angry. Okay, he's angry. a he's an Australian uh, lead singer too. He's a lead singer of a band called Rose Tattoo down there. Is he you the would screaming? Think, dude? You would think somebody with these credits would get a good picture in IMDb. <laughs> is he the screaming? Nope, it's a bridge. Guy? He's a little guy that screamed a lot. Uh, am I thinking no, of the right guy? Yeah, with the with the Japanese mask. So yeah, yeah if, you're, back, if you're okay. if you if you're find yourself in the post-apocalyptic world of Mad Max and you're like a a head short of everybody else, just add a head. Mm-hmm. Just 
put it around the top of your head. Sure. And you're, mm-hmm. you know, good to go. Another guy, the worst one is Robert Simp- Simper. Uh, his photo is just, I, I don't know what that <laughs> even is. It's like, it's like somebody took a picture of a close up of a Pantone book or something. Yeah. What is that? Yeah. Just like Angry Anderson, there's nothing there. Oh, yeah. Weird. Yeah. And it's not it's like driver, this is all. I think it's his driver's license. It's not like it's no, all they've done. He was, you know, these people were in sh- TV shows last year. Like, I don't know why this is the way it is, but maybe weird. Australia doesn't give a there's, shit. Maybe there's another one. I, I, I flipped away from it, but there's another one where uh, they're in this movie. They have a picture on IMDb, and the picture is just, I guess, a distant dark photo of the side of a pyramid mm. it's just so sad yeah yeah, huh. yeah. yeah to andrew o tauntaun tattoo just has like a a weird little snaky bar and maybe the side of somebody's head mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what is that about it's just like the saxophone neck that's really fun <laughs> it's really bizarre <laughs> Oh, that is Tauntaun Tattoo is the saxophone player. Okay. That's yeah. his saxophone. That's his part of his saxophone. That's okay. the saxophone read. Okay. Well, then what else do you need? That's perfect. <laughs> and, and only ever appeared in one thing. Imagine being that guy's agent after this movie. Yeah. I don't know. No, he's no the one in the diaper. Yeah. Hello? Right. Yes. Yeah. Hello? And by okay. the way, Bruce. He is available. Yes. Bruce, Bruce Spence, <laughs> who, who Bruce Spence, who has the most freaking Australian first name of all time. Uh, right. Bruce. Oh, yeah. yeah. That guy is in so much stuff. He was in Dark City as Mr. Wall, one of my favorite things he ever did. Uh, Star Wars Episode Three played Tion Medan. He was in Lord of the Rings as uh, Black Lieutenant, whatever that is. That was in the extended edition, so it wasn't in theatrical. But he's in everything. That guy yeah. works he's all the a, time. He's got kind of a Doug that. Jones um, look to him, like tall, gangly, lanky, mm-hmm. probably can fit in a lot of costumes. And and here's the thing, Bruce Spence, uh, to look at his face, he's a normal looking guy, but in this movie, he looks weird. Yeah. yeah. How did they do that? How did they uh, make Like a lot of fisheye lenses on him. Cause yeah. I'm yeah, going to argue so. he's not a normal looking guy. I'm going to argue. Because <laughs> I'm looking at just yeah. some photos of him, general photos, and he's he is a tall, lanky, thin squished looking dude weird looking dude. yeah to his benefit you, to his to his credit like that's his career yeah, is to play right. this weird gangly dude and he does a great job of it so no complaints here but uh oh boy yeah he's, he, he gets a lot of work yeah look at him yeah. he's, he's and, busy and, and big matrix movies. revolutions yeah, yeah matrix interesting to look and at. lord of the rings yeah he's he's like the, and it emotes well yeah uh, you yeah. remember that I, legend of the so, seeker show he was really cool in that what was that uh zedekiah something was his character? He was great in that. He's great. Nothing wrong with what that. Do we, guy. What do we put him? Uh, MCU is looking for him. What do we? What do we? Uh, what character do we give him? <sighs> well, in his oh. prime, somebody who stretches a lot. Yeah, uh, it needs to be yeah. something in the. But not, the- not Mister Fantastic. Not Fantastic. No, 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 no. Yeah. Impossible Man would be a good yeah, one. For yeah, yeah, yeah. Him. Except, well, I guess Impossible Man's tiny. His little little green. I, I really, really like him as like a random enemy in Guardians of the Galaxy because they're oh yeah, there you go, like perfect laser face kind of guy. Perfect. Yeah. Yep. Or some uh, it'd be a great um, Hydra Ravager. Hydra scientist or something. Oh, there you um, go. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Something like that. He's just a really unique dude, and I wanted to give shout out to him, even though he's <laughs> in Pirates of the Caribbean. Dead men tell no tales. Mm. He's Major Dix. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You want to go down as Major Dicks? Like, that's that's a that's a role you take without even looking at a script. Yes, I'll play right. Major Dicks. Hey, look at this. George Miller was given the rights to Mad Max 2, uh, The Road Warrior from 81, and this film as a 
concession basically they said look we'll give you back the rights to this to that movie which we currently own it was your creation but we took the rights you can have that back and the rights to this film if you step aside as director of contact from 1997 he oh, was good oh, deal he really? was he was uh-huh. meant to do contact which we've seen on this show mm-hmm. and he uh they didn't want him to do it i don't know why they don't get into why yeah. Why not? He's great. Why do you, why do you want George be, Miller? It's going to be too weird. I don't know. He did a lot of stuff that was more mainstream. Ah. <laughs> ah. And, and I mean, thank goodness it ended up being Robert Zemeckis, right? Like he's perfectly competent. Yeah, there's the, nothing wrong with Zemeckis. Yeah, of it course. worked out. Yeah. But that could have gone really bad, right? It like, could have. But it, but also, I'm going gonna, gonna to say it could have gone really great. He did really amazing things with those babe movies the pig movies he did happy feet movies were great were good he did other stuff what's the uh the one with um not witches of eastwick or maybe it is witches of eastwick anyway one of those was. movies was him george miller's all right he can make movies mm-hmm. he, 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 he well, would go on don't don't everybody listen to scott he has a little bit of. i advice. do i have a boner for the guy but look when the, he's <laughs> 2015's mad max fury road is a modern masterpiece there's no denying it and so now where can i see that in? is it like on tv somewhere? it's a, it's on hbo now right now or go right now if okay. you want it or hbo it's max on sorry HBO, which is it hbo go HBO now max. max it's just one thing now yeah mad, mad max would, hbo max i don't understand why they all why they're missing one i was like why are three of the four mad max movies on hbo where's the where's the, the fourth one i need the fourth one well where's the so wait i thought they were all on there scary right road is no, the, the second right. one is is not oh, on there? Is not on there? oh, oh that's a bummer yeah it is a bummer but that, think about really, this, this deal, this trade, that I like you have to see. but this trade they made for contact is actually really great because I don't know that we'd have Fury Road without it because mm-hmm. he wouldn't have had mm-hmm. the option or, yeah. or, you know, in theory, they would have just given that to somebody else and said, here, you make a sequel to this old thing and it would have been shit. But uh, all, I see these movies, including Thunderdome, as moments of brilliance, but for the most part, stepping stones toward his ultimate vision. And the ultimate vision, unbeknownst <laughs> to everybody, was 2015's Fury Road. Like, nobody knew just how freaking awesome that was going to be until it happened. And, and that's a rare thing in film. Like, such a rare thing to say, I'm going to take these cult favorite movies from the 80s, late 70s and 80s, and I'm going to return to them. And I'm in my 70s now, and it's a new cast. And what does Mad Max even mean in the in the 20-teens? Like, what does that even mean anymore? And then pulling it off with such freaking grandiose fashion is an incredible feat. So I know I'm biased. I understand. I get it. Scott's way up the butt of Fury Road. <laughs> but man, I just can't say enough about it. And for me, <clears throat> for me, seeing the previous movies here recently with us is just reinforcing how fantastic that thing is. I I, I had to like spend the entire watching of Thunderdome thinking about you and your interest in <laughs> sorry <laughs> oh because, god like it just uh, it, it, like you, you said at the very beginning it's it's two movies it's a a movie of these really sweeping beautiful shots of wasteland and people you know like trying to exist in it and it's also a movie of uh ki- kids using future slang and it's like, oh, yeah. it's just, eh, it's not, that's not really, isn't that compelling. And it's actually, the movie is working against itself, right? Because I'm just like, no, let's, can we go back to the, the really cool part? Like, mm-hmm. you know, like mm-hmm. if you hadn't had so much really cool, beautiful part, 
I wouldn't have. I Can wouldn't we have, have more bungee uh, in a dome fighting, please? Yeah. Or Thank you know you. what? It's mm-hmm. it's about yeah. relentless action is where these things have shown. That's why Road Warrior was so beloved versus, say, just the original Mad Max. Because Road Warrior was like, we understand the template here. Just go, 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 go and don't stop. And maybe wonder if if uh, Gladiator had been a, a sequel to some older movie, like a straight up sequel, and it had been sort of this cachet. If you, Scott Johnson, would have thought Gladiator was the you know so, so oh, great, I freaking like, love Gladiator. So I'm I'm with you there. Like Gladiator to me is is uh, yeah. If the, if Gladiator was the fourth in a series of movies about gladiators by a director who was now in his seventies making a new Gladiator after, movie after a twenty year break, yeah, it would have blown my mind. Like the same reason. Like you're not wrong. Yeah. That's a decent comparison, but. This is just a this is just a case of like his heart is not in this third one the way it is in I would argue one two and four and right you can feel it and it's okay and, it's and okay for good reason it's and yeah, it's okay lost somebody yeah, close to him totally okay yeah. and it's okay that it exists in whatever sphere it exists um, the final by the way the final um, uh, poster art from Richard and Amsel. That's who that is. Beautiful poster, yeah, by the way. Kind of Drew Struzan style artist who does mm-hmm. a lot of, uh, uh, you know, poster art. Love that style. Yeah, yeah and it was the last one he did. He didn't posters. do any ever uh, post this, so it's a kind of a big deal in that way. But, but like, there's a lot in this thing, and the moments in it where you're like, pick that out, pick that out, pick that out. Master Blaster runs Barter Town. It's an amazing moment and thing to say and just remember in your head. And a big giant bulky guy with a little tiny man on top of him calling the shots <laughs> is an amazing. <laughs> totally mad max thing that is perfect yeah it's just there's so much other building it's that yeah it's it's so much other right and then there's all this padding around it is the problem all of this other like the kids stuff is fine but there's just too much talking and standing around that's not mad max you need to get to it yo get freaking going get on Mm -hmm. the road as if that road is a million miles of dirt and fight until no one's left like just go the last The last half hour of your Mad Max movie needs to be a car chase with themed people driving themed cars trying right. to get on the main car that Mad Max is driving. And they figured that out, right? They oh, they, yeah. they kind of, they didn't figure it out enough. Like Road Warrior did great with that. It's like, oh, this is right. great. Like one third of the movie is this final chase, which is fantastic. Yeah. In this one, I thought I remembered it being like the last third of the movie. It's like the last yeah. five. It's not even the last five minutes. It's not yeah. It's like enough. a five minute chase. Yeah. Also, you imagine car- how long it took to film that too. It was, oh yeah. That was a huge, but the car, like car, the car worship, like the religion of cars and gas mm-hmm. that, that, that right. the Mad Max world has become not near enough of that in Thunderdome. Not nearly. Yeah. Um, and, and so lessons learned, man, like no wonder, yeah. uh, uh, what's his name? Um, to, uh, Tom Hardy was a crank on set. He wasn't used to this. He wasn't used to this kind of brilliance. Like, this is an amazing thing you're involved with. And he admits it now. He's like, oh, man, looking back, I, I can't believe what an honor it is to be in this thing. But at the time, he was a dick. He's like, oh, yeah. I hate this. It's hot. I, I'm, I'm, it hurts when I pee or whatever. Maybe I, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what his problems were. I just made that I, up. But I, I think, that, you know, bottom line for me for Thunderdome is uh, you're going to like it if you can take it at face value only and don't even dig an inch deep. Yeah. If you can just watch this thing and hear it and, and be blown by it, then you're good. What? But, blown by it. Oh, but uh-huh. you are, you're, you will not be mind blown at all. As soon as you start thinking about like, 
well, at the end, they, they have babies. Like, are these? Ch- did these children all get pregnant and give birth? No, no, no. Don't think about it. Yeah, don't yeah, think about exactly. it. Exactly. And they only oh, gave birth to babies, and then they... <laughs> and, and don't try to think about, did they go back to the Oasis kids? Did Is that kid still there? I mean, did they bring them to the city? Chick in the bucket? That I, is, I don't know. That mm. is garbage. And it's and it's garbage that hasn't been, it wasn't thought through. It You know what I mean? Like it was all these mm. cr- good ideas when you're on a bender writing on napkins. Yeah. And and that's great. It made it made a perfectly beautiful movie. Just don't think about it. My chick much. in the bucket, by the way. Grab a bucket. Is the, uh, the dude, he's that Shakespearean actor guy. I got to find his name. Who played the, the the fat guy with the big eyeglass? Mm, um, the glasses, yeah. Oh uh-huh. yeah, yeah. Fat, uh, fat Hitchcock. Fat, fat Hitchcock. Uh, fat here Hitchcock, he is. Sure. His name is Frank Thring. He played the collector. Um, he's a re- that to me is like fast a fascinating character based on very little. It's just how he looks, where he's looking, like he looks, right, and the faces he's making. I want to see him at Howling Three two years later. Because I haven't, I don't remember seeing that one. But I never looks, saw any of the Howlings, so we should watch some looks, Howlings. I just, amazing. Scott, I just knew the whole was movie that they were going to chicken bucket that monkey, and they never chicken did. Bucket. Oh, yeah, the <laughs> monkey was around. Monkey in the, bucket. The, the monkey yeah. was basically his dog from two. Yeah. Right, yeah. right. Yeah. Kind of. The monkeys not get thirsty. Uh, That's the thing. I'm right. just curious. In the real world, you only find monkeys where you find lots of water. That's a, that's a, just a fact. There's no <laughs> desert monkeys in this world. No and so monkeys. the fact that he, the fact that he comes across that monkey in the desert. Just, I was just pointing at the screen like Leonardo DiCaprio. Come on, what? Yeah, wait a minute. You're right though. There are no desert monkeys, right? There's no right. such thing. Yeah, monkeys don't live the desert. Need a lot of water. Yeah, they're all white. It's all jungles and water and stuff. Yeah. That's hilarious. Well, anyway, this Frank Thring guy is a really interesting character, and I expected some closure on him, and we got none. So hmm. he's just out yeah. of there. By the Old way, guy you, uh, with yeah. glasses in a bucket. Yeah, guy with right. glasses in a bucket. Angelo Risotto. Uh, what? Angelo. I, I was going to say, I'm, I'm assuming the last time we saw him, he looked dejected <laughs> because the whole town was blowing up. And he oh, yeah. Was yeah. There and said, well, well I, I got to go find another barter town, I guess. Yeah, right. He's the new walker. He's going to go find another one to barter in. Yeah. But Angelo Rosato, Rosito, Rosito uh, he's the Rosito. little guy. He's master. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. He's literally from that weird uh, 1932, mm-hmm. very strange movie called Freaks. Yeah. yeah. Gabba which, Gabba, one of us. Yeah. Isn't that <laughs> him? That's him, right? It's him. That's well, I don't know if he's. I mean, he says that line. I don't know if he's the one who originates that line because he's the the photo I saw of him in that movie is uh, he's standing on the table in that scene. Yeah. But uh, here's I'm going to put in our chat. But I'll tell people uh, he's also one of the two uh, little cop looking puppet things in HR Puffin stuff. Oh no what? way! That's great. That's <laughs> yeah. so cool. That's great. He lived a long time, you guys. He died in at ninety one. Wow, oh, wow, that's amazing. That's a long time yeah. for a little guy, they for a little person. Yeah. yeah, they don't have the longest of uh, lifespans, but uh, he did all right. He's I, I, in, and he's from Omaha, Nebraska. Like I would have thought, oh, Australian probably. I would have know. thought they would have found him in Australia. That's yeah. what yeah. I would have thought. Well. I thought of Dunaway when I saw his <laughs> because he was in Simon and Simon, and I didn't know you love that show. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. But he was That's in all kinds of cool that. stuff like, uh, let's see, The Hardy Boys, Nancy Drew Mysteries, Rockford Files, Beretta. Uh, a lot of like 40s and 50s horror films. Yeah. Where, you know, he fits into a cost the right costume for the, uh, boy, so many uncredited. 
Yeah, like, look at this. Jungle Moon Man, uncredited. He was called right. Smallest Moon Man. <laughs> Beppo, the, Beppo the Dwarf, yeah. a prisoner, evil dwarf, impaled pygmy, midget, dwarf. Oh my God, impaled pygmy. That's horrible. It's a great yeah. band name, though. Um, he's in the, so there's one here called Front Page Detective, it's a TV series, and he played somebody named Jimmy Trumpet. That's amazing. <laughs> that is amazing. But yeah, he's uh, he's just a really prolific dude with lots of work and experience. Really used his height to his advantage and uh, yeah, did all right. Oh, he yeah. stopped he acting was doing at least like two on average two movies a year. Yeah, uh, he only did two things after this: Amazing Stories episode seven, uh, which hmm. was the vaudevillian one, which makes sense, and then mm-hmm. the other side of the wind came out in 2018 but that was that um orson wells thing that somebody finished up uh, oh gotcha yeah uh so it's just old shots john you houston guys, was in it and all that do you so. guys remember the movie uh the tv series the wizard that came out in like yes, the next very very well thank you yes. I, I wish that show was available somewhere for streaming and i wish we could watch it here yeah i'd be i'd be into it do you remember the wizard scott yeah i totally do it's yeah a, uh wait you're not are you talking about the tv show or the, yes, TV yeah, show. Yeah, he was show a, he was an inventor, yeah. and he was always battling evil and yeah. solving crime. I liked Disney. I liked that. I don't remember being the right. I feel like it came before us a little bit, but caught it on. Oh, not at all. No, no, no. This was six. this was right. Perfectly aimed at my childhood. It was the eighties yeah. then. Perfectly eighty six. Yeah, eighty six. Huh. Oh, came out. maybe I just have it in my head wrong, but I do know who you're ta- or what you're talking about. I don't think I was super into it or anything, but I may have. No, liked. I was. I think I was watching a lot of. Knight Rider, which means Ibbett was watching a lot of Love Boat. Love Boat. Why not, yes. Why yeah, not yeah. both? Uh-huh. Yeah. Why not both? No, you can always know whenever you say, oh, yeah, I was watching Knight Rider, you automatically yeah. assume that Ibbett was watching Love Boat. I was That's watching just, Love Boat. Yeah. Same yeah. night, different channel. <laughs> I love that Ibbett's such an old soul because, you know, he was kind of young to be watching Love Boat. I was, you know, it was it was the fact that we only had one TV, and that's Uh-oh, what yeah. my grandparents wanted to watch. I guess, I guess we're watching Love Boat, huh? All right, yeah, I'll get yeah. into it then. Isn't it weird my to parents, think that, like, the idea of having two TVs in a house because it's you just know how much uh, no you know hee haw I watched as a child? You had uh, no idea, dude. I no, let me. You know what? I would have guessed if you just said, "Do you think I watched hee haw?" I'd say I'm a hundred percent positive you watched hee haw for some reason. I don't know why. Star Trek, like Star Trek, and hee haw was the only things that my papa liked to watch, and it was on every chance he got. What an oh, interesting combo of Star Trek and yeah. hee haw. Star yeah. Trek and hee haw. It's almost like that yeah. one episode where they've got all the the uh, <laughs> the people in the cargo hold. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. people. Now, I've got some I, scrutiny I have to share with you guys, uh, because if we don't, we're not doing our job. Scrutiny. Here is a piece of trivia that I just cannot jive with because there's not enough citation here. It says, mm-hmm. the first of the franchise made with U.S. financing, which explains why oh. Tina Turner appeared in the film. Ah, I don't think that explains anything. A deal was it, made. That doesn't make any sense to me. Okay, so it's U.S. financing. So what? Like, that yeah, doesn't a mean- production company... A production company from the United States wanted to participate. They have U.S. dollars, so they need to pay somebody who's also uh, American, right? They don't want to. They don't want to exchange a bunch of U.S. money into Australian money. Okay. So you've got to you've got to hire some people from the United States. Well, good. They got one person. And, well, I'm sorry, Master and explain, Tina Turner. It doesn't and explain it. her specifically, though. Yeah, and that's like, my that's, point. That's right after the piece of trivia that Jane Fonda was considered for that role, which I find very interesting. Hmm. Like, yeah. 
that would have been very interesting. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, because she's got so much more gravitas. I don't even know how that plays out. I don't know how that would work. Who would Mm -hmm. you cast today if you're remaking Thunder? Uh, Thunderdome uh, as anti-entity. Yeah. Uh, Leslie Jones, absolutely one hundred percent. Leslie Jones. Don't. Yeah, I will not argue this. Actually, that's not bad. That's it's not so bad. Good. Although, although I mean, she's got the stature. Would she? Would it be too comedic? Like having? Yes, I hope so. That's my point. I yes. wanted to be more. <laughs> I wanted to take it more seriously. So I'm not sure she's the right pick for that reason either. But I. But you're right about. I mean, her her presence would be really great. If, um, if you want to, just to roll back just for a second. Uh, if if you want to know the inner workings of how some of this money is secured, there is nothing more entertaining and eye opening than Seduced and Abandoned uh, with Alec Baldwin. It's mm. kind of a look through uh, them going to, uh, I believe it's the Cannes Film Festival, and they're trying to secure financing for a proposed film. And they talk to all kinds of money givers, and uh, it's a real interesting look of the caveats that you have to accept to, uh, to be able to. It's the 2013 thing. Yeah. 2013. Yeah. 2013. Uh, I just want to, I want to go back to the previous question, Scott, because if, if it's just do a Tina Turner 35 years later, I would, I would say Janelle Monae. I would like to see her in this role. I think she's uh, just so, you know, visually arresting. And I think she's uh, becoming a pretty good actor. That's my that's my answer. Janelle. Oh, it's got okay. James Toback in it. Sorry, uh, Dunaway's recommendation has got a hell of a cast. James Conn, oh, Mark yeah. Scorsese, it's, it's, Brett it's amazing. Francis Ford eye-opening. Coppola. Oh man! All right, I would watch that. That seems all right. Seduced. I'm trying to keep up with two conversations. I know. Yes. Two things. Yes. It's like two movies. <laughs> what are you guys well, talking about? No, Brian. No, I listen. No, no, no. Time. You're not wrong. This is there's the Bartertown movie, and then there's the yeah. kids movie, and now we got the Randy yeah. conversation and the Scott conversation. Where See, you? but that's a put the Bartertown movie. Now, now you've got me like a Bartertown series on uh, on HBO two conversations or into. Or... Oh man. <laughs> you know what though? One that's, leaves. Uh, I, I mean. Okay, so Miller, this isn't wouldn't be the first time Miller has tried that. He tried to get a series made, not about Bart- Bartertown, but a Mad Max series made back around this time, and uh-huh. it didn't work out for whatever reason. If you're asking me, now is the time to find the right people, including Miller, to do uh-huh. the right series, and I would be so on board, dude. Oh, my uh-huh. gosh. I would lose my effing mind. And there are going to be people that say, oh, it doesn't translate to television. Well, neither did Fargo, and look at that. That's amazing. Yeah, right. I think it'd be a perfect time with so much uh, political uh, bickering. I mean, it, yeah, what, what, exactly. what better you'd than have that? People, you'd have people fighting for uh, for ruling a barter town. You'd have Thunderdome. So, you know, right. and lots of... Let's just get this on. Right. right. Exactly. Just call it Mad uh, Max gas, gas Town, and it's all about <laughs> controlling gas. <laughs> because everything about that Gas Town stuff, they don't explore it in the movies very much. And certainly in four, they allude to that's where they're headed and it's a big deal and everything. But Gas Town's really explored in the video game, the 2015 video game. And mm. I want to make a quick point about that. If you're looking for what, if you're looking for the two examples of where I think Mad Max is done 100% correctly in terms of tone, characterization, feel, look, all that, it's 2015's Fury Road and it's 2015's avalanche game called mad max that game was a lot of people turned their back on it because it is very bleak and it's very serious about the subject matter but it's exactly what it needed to be it is so freaking good 
cannot recommend it enough. And you can get it on sale for like five bucks on Steam or somewhere. Like five dollars. Absolutely, that game is worth playing through. It's a big open world game, beautiful even by today's standards. Uh, my gosh, and they get all that stuff right. Like all the stuff that we're that we're talking about here. These characterizations, moments, weird stuff that's in this world, world building things. That game gets it as right as as the movie does, and then some. So I really truly believe the two best properties involved in the entirety of Mad Max as a, as a franchise is that movie and that game. They're great. Great together, too. And of course, too. And of course uh, an, another movie that I thought about so much while watching this, and I thought about you, Scott, was Waterworld, of course. I love because, Waterworld. Because um, oh. apparently the working title of this film was Desert World. Mm. Mm-hmm. And uh, quite frankly, it's just, I mean, it made it made me like Waterworld even more. Like yeah. I, I, it, it, it made me it made me think about how you know uh, there there are these interesting stories, and you can tell further interesting stories inside those worlds. You know, right? right. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wish there was a, a Waterworld series. No, no, neither I, one of those names, Beyond Thunderdome nor uh, Desert World, is a good name for this movie, though. Yeah, there's so little Thunderdome in it, and. Yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, Mad Max Barter Town or Mad Max. Uh, yeah, like Road Risk Warrior Zelda. was a cool name. Like Mad Max right, Road Warrior. Road Warrior, Badass. exactly. Uh, yeah. Mad Max, we don't need another hero. Fury I mean, Road. Just lean into it. <laughs> Fury Road, amazing name. This thing, I don't know. You're right. It's not like Thunderdome yeah. needs to be accentuated, but it also needs to be a bigger part of the film. If it was uh-huh. like if, if Thunderdome was like the center centerpiece to all of it, the actual Thunderdome, then the the name's fine. But right. instead, it's right. like, what do you mean beyond? Like Mad Max Babysitter. <laughs> <laughs> Mad Max, take care of those dirty kids. <laughs> Home alone. Home alone. <laughs> anyway, uh, one other thing I wanted to mention. Uh, uh, this is my favorite piece of trivia. Uh, it says here, the kids assume Max is to be the savior who brings them to civilization known as Tomorrow Morrowland. This is great, though. The film Tomorrowland in 2015 released just one week after Fury Road. So, so that's just kind of a dumb way to bring it all together, you know? Yes. Just a dumb, dumb thing. Hey, I have a pretty easy pick for what Gross got out the most. Go for it. Oh, wait. I got to play this first. Gross. What do you think it was? I think it's putting that whistle in your mouth <laughs> after it's been kicked around in Thunderdome, after everybody's been walking around in pig shit, and then you're picking that thing up, putting it in your mouth, dropping it on the ground again while it's wet, so it's covered with pig shit sand, and then you're oh. putting it back in your mouth to blow on it again. Brian, you are correct. Well done. <laughs> I, was, I was watching that whole scene thinking, oh my God, Scott's just got to be like, oh, he's not, oh, he's putting it back in his mouth. Ah. Now, second to that is actually related, and I'm putting a GIF in our chat so you can see it. Um, this one kid gets oh, swallowed yeah. up by the sand and the idea of just drowning on sand is one of the most horrifying and kind of gross things I can think of. That's yeah. an awful idea, but well, there's one and there's another scene where angry Anderson gets kicked into the big vat of pig shit and he comes up and his mouth is open and he's got whatever uh, there's, you know, it's no way it's all Hershey's chocolate, but right. there's, there's something in his mouth, a chunky something yeah. that was in that vat that yeah. is in his mouth. And he's like, Pah. yeah. It's gross. It, it's gross in that the depiction is very gross. But yeah. in my heart of hearts, I'm like, no, I know what that is. And it's not yeah, bad, what whatever is it, it is. What do you think they like? All right, you have to get thrown in a vat of something that looks like pig shit. There's uh, not enough Nutella. I'm going to say darkened. Like I'm going to say darkened corn syrup 
uh, that they use for like blood and other things, but it's like a, t- a dyed version of that. Mm, and then the chunks okay. are corn puffs. <laughs> okay, I like that. Not, right, not bad, right? Like flavorless okay. corn puffs, like nothing with too yeah, much cheese like, in it. Like what you get, what what uh, Mac Universe used to ship their uh, <laughs> 100 uh, megabyte hard drives in when yes, you ordered one. that stuff. Except edible, right? Like you could not die. <laughs> Those are the ones that were edible. I mean, you know, you won't die from eating it. They didn't have any flavor, but uh, they dissolved when you dropped them in the toilet. Did you ever eat one just to see? I did. I totally did. Oh my gosh. I put, I bit half of one. I'm like, yep, this is like, it's like bad wheat cereal, like, uh, like shredded wheat that doesn't have the strawberry frosting on one side. Oh, that's horrible. I don't think I'll, tell you, that, I'll tell you how yeah. you do that quicksand effect. Um, mm. You build a you build a swimming pool on stilts, mm. and you put about three feet of sand in it, and you have a hole in the bottom with a door, mm. and you just get your actor in there, and you open that door, and the sand starts going down, and the actor holds their breath and goes down with it, and you put a pillow under them, right? Mm-hmm. It's it's like a really straightforward effect. It scared the hell out of me. <laughs> like in watching this movie, I was just like, oh my god, he dead. You know? Yeah. 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 It's terrifying. It's a terrifying idea. And and it was actually a meaningful bit of loss, you know, like the movie mm-hmm. wasn't great at achieving that. I also no. think despite the fact that it was like three PO telling stories about killing the Death Star, the girl at the end telling the stories again in the city, there was something nice about just that juxtaposition of her narration and him walking off into the nowhere. That kind of worked for me okay. It's a hard movie to end. Actually, yeah. all these movies are hard to end. Like, how do you end a Mad mm-hmm. Max movie? I think four because he, he can't but... he can't end like being in a position of power no. or success. He doesn't end in like a nice you know uh, comfy bed in Barter Town. He's got to be back on the road, moving along. And and how do you get that and still have him resolve the people that he had to help this time around? Yeah. Also, uh, this is a dumb little note, but it looks like this is the only Mad Max film where the first weapon he uses is a is not a shotgun not a shotgun yeah, yeah. I, everything I like else that is trivia. shotguns yeah mm. like including he uh, uses a pistol a couple times in fury road but he starts with a shotgun when he's trying to get himself out of his face uh face trap thing oh one more gosh. piece of trivia i wanted to to bring up was that the cars in this movie uh were preserved they didn't just wreck or s- throw away every car they used every vehicle and the vehicles were all collected, and they went on a tour of Australia. Wow. <laughs> I love the film. Did they just drive single file down a <laughs> down a road and uh, in high I, speed? You had to like I, watch I, it go by real fast. I want to. I just want to believe. Uh, this is probably never going to be true, but I want to believe that one of the vehicles touring Australia was the house car. Mm-hmm. The you know the car mm-hmm. with the house on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I realize that's just crazy. I want the cow print uh, car with the cowboy oh dude driving it. Yeah. I loved these cars so so much. Well, like you know, this, again, you talking about cars just just something just occurred to me. Why I think what I think the trick was to make Fury Road stand out above all the rest, and that is that the the very first car wreck in Fury Road, which is just Max eating a two headed lizard and then hearing some war boys coming after him and then taking off, and then he does a flip over flip and then you know they get him. That accident or that that car uh, stunt yeah. is already the most that is already more impressive than any stunt in the any of the previous films that one stunt is more mm-hmm. previous or is better than anything that was in thunderdome for sure and then then there's more 
Then it's right. they just keep stacking and they get bigger and they get better and more impressive and you never stop. And two hours later, you're like, holy freaking shit. What did I just see? Yeah. Like, that's the answer. If you want to do this right, if you want to like outdo yourself, that's how you do it. You just make everything, everything from the minute go is already better than your last film in its entirety. All right. Well, this, this, this is everybody's. Go on. <laughs> if uh, Brian, I've, I've started clips. the recording again. Brian, if Brian Dunaway sounds a little weird, it's because he's on his phone now. Uh, so hi, Brian. Oh, wait. Yeah. yeah. Welcome back. Um, the- somebody, somebody pissed somebody off and they, uh, there's an embargo on internet traffic. There you go. Embargo. Embargo. <laughs> well, actually, embargo. Actually, everything is run on pig farts around here. <laughs> well, it is the and South. we've huh? just there had too much bacon. Yep. There you go. Well, I'm fine with you. Uh, you sound great, and I'm glad you're. I'm but glad you know what? It, now that I'm looking, it looks like it might have just came back on. So let's see what happens. All right, so we'll just see. Watch and while then you're. If I wh- suddenly appear, we'll know. Yeah, while you're doing that, Randy, tell us uh, you had a quotes thing, or before I, I, I get to quotes, you were going to say something. It's been such a constant topic for us on FilmSack over the years to uh, ask when we're watching these older movies. Um, and wow, at saying that older movies, this is an older movie, a much older movie at this point. Um, when we're watching them, like have the movies that have come since this kind of ruined it for me? Like how, how, how would I have felt about this movie if I'd seen it in, in the time and I had, I knew nothing, you know, about movies. Mm-hmm. And this is the, this is a great, great movie for that because uh, movies like gladiator and movies like fury road and so on are so good that I just couldn't, I couldn't appreciate this. Like I wanted to, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, all right. Sorry. I was getting a message about my, when my mom's FaceTiming people today from the hospital. We're, bad. we're all very distracted. Yeah. Yeah. It's very distracting. Uh, <laughs> all right. It's hey, my fault. sorry about the pig farts. Yeah. It's your fault. It's your fault. You pig fart, pig fart, farter. <laughs> I almost said something else. <laughs> I almost said something else and I would have regretted it. Holy crap. All right. Uh, let's do perfect transition to do some clips. We got a number of these from this film, including how weird it is to have this intro music. It's just terrible. Wait, you, we are playing. You're playing, you're playing some Duran Duran there. Right? I know. It feels like Duran Duran uh, Arena yeah. that you're playing right there. That felt like some 85, 86 bullshit. Like what do we do? Cops in Chicago, and we got the Chicago <laughs> city flag flying as we are chasing down some some gangster, uh, some uh, two time uh, burglar, and we're uh, like uh, Eddie Murphy and uh, yeah. some white guy. Yes, it's like oh the, the 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 Billy Crystal, Gregory Hines business again. Yes. It's just running scared. Yeah, it's like running scared all over again. So dumb. Anyway, H two O. Oh, I love this. So there's a guy trying to sell irradiated water at the beginning of the thing when he goes to Barter Town for the first time, and this guy's great. Check him out. Step up, schmuck. Let's get some dealing done. H2O, that's my go. H2O, that's my go. Oh, yeah. The, the yeah. Irradiated <laughs> it's water. It's a little deal. irradiated. No one had ever hurt anyone. <laughs> Go ahead. Go on. You only get four tumors from it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The 80 saxophone returns. Here it is. <laughs> Sorry, we're filming an episode of Silk Stockings up here. <laughs> I was about to say, are we about to make love? What's what's about to happen? Here? I like that you did you did Tina Turner saying that we're doing silk stockings. Yeah, that was great. Yeah. I mean, I know that's what the scene was, but I didn't expect it. 
<laughs> I expected you to go, oh, they're filming uh, <laughs> silk stockings up in here. But no, you went full no, Tina Turner. I, went, I, I channeled my Tina impersonation. It was really good. All right, here's the ra- first time she saw, calls him a raggedy man. But he's just a raggedy man. He's just a raggedy man. Raggedy man. <laughs> I'm from Nebraska. <laughs> Uh, uh, Tina Turner, what's she up to? I haven't checked in on her. Is she all right? How's she doing? Uh, that's a really good question. Yeah. Uh, Turner. don't I think she's put out a new album recently. Hopefully she's just going to bed every night on a bed made of money. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Hasn't she been arguing with Wendy or whatever? What is that? Who is it? Who is with she? Wendy Williams? Yeah. Is that right? Well, who was Wendy Williams giving a hard time to recently? And she's like, shut your mouth. Uh, she just released a book called happiness becomes you a guide to changing your life for good in December. So last month, Um, one thing I always remember about Tina Turner is that she's the exact same age as my mom. They were born a few days apart Mm. and, uh, that like, I always, I always think of Tina Turner as much, much younger than my mom. So I I don't know how to square that. You know, do you guys know she was, uh, she was the mayor. I'm sorry. Yeah. On last in last action hero, she was the mayor of the city. I don't remember yeah. that. Who runs last action hero town? Really? <laughs> Forgot it. I have no memory. Who runs of that. The fake Los Angeles? <laughs> that would be Film Sack episode one hundred, my friends. Yeah, no oh kidding. wow. So um, nearly four hundred episodes ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's done uh let's see. She was on Golden Eye. <laughs> oh yeah, Golden Eye. She's on here yeah. as well. I was wrong. Just the it music, was, though, right? She right, wasn't in the movie. Right. It's Dionne Warwick and Wendy Williams who are having trouble. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. How did, right. how did, how did, how did Dionne Warwick not see that coming? I don't know. <laughs> Dionne Warwick is a real <laughs> spirit. Psychic friends, her psychic friends network <laughs> failed her. Yes. Yeah. Well done, sir. Nice. Nicely played. She's very, that was a good deep cut. She's a, she's pretty yeah. fiery, that uh, Dionne Warwick on Twitter. She's quite the, she uh, is. Yeah. 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 She's a, uh, and she's also an anti-entity for... Um, the, Why the, does but, Chance the Rapper need to put the rapper at the end of his name? <laughs> I, I, just wanna, understand. I just want to tell you about Tina Turner's <laughs> last few years because it's horrible. Oh, what? Hello? Um, what happened? In, in 2013, three weeks after her wedding to Erwin Bach, she suffered a stroke and had to learn to walk again. Oh, in 2016, she was diagnosed oh, yeah. with intestinal cancer. Oh. Turner opted for homeopathic remedies, uh, remedies is in quotes there, yeah. to treat her high blood pressure, which resulted in damage to her kidneys and eventual kidney failure. Mm. Her chances of re- receiving a kidney were low, so she started dialysis. She considered assisted suicide and even signed up for the, the group called Exit. Wow. Bach, her her husband, Mm -hmm. uh, offered to donate a kidney to her, and she had kidney transplant surgery on April 7th, 2017. Mm. So apparently, for the. You should have done that way earlier, it seems like, right? Like, right. You know, you hear all these like, well, I think I might, I might join exit and consider self-assisted suicide. And uh, he should have actually offered the kidney like right at go. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> but I, I don't know. I've, no one's ever asked me for a kidney. And I like to think, oh, yeah, I'd totally give a kidney. But what's my oh, yeah. actually ask for it? I might, I might, um, I don't know. Um, Let's talk you about it. You shouldn't have to ask for it. What's what's right? your other like, options? <laughs> I'd give any one of the three of you a kidney if you needed Aww. it. You wouldn't have to. And you wouldn't have to ask. No me, one but, wants your kidney. No, I know my but, kidneys are. But, uh, really, but I appreciate uh, that. I, I have not been taking good care of my kidneys or my liver. <laughs> so, so Tina Turner is now a Swiss citizen. She lives in, oh. in Switzerland. She gave up her U.S. citizenship and uh, learned German. 
Why was that was that in response to some political move, or was that just because she's like, I like Swiss? I don't know. Or does it say? She apparently, just say. really likes the place. There's no, there's no wrong with that. Yeah, it doesn't say. She's um uh, 81, just for the record. Uh, hmm. She's a year younger than my mom. Yeah, that's weird she's to think a, that uh, she was. They had a musical based on her life. Um, that's in London. Oh no, Broadway right now, and. Uh, uh, it's one of those musicals that you know. It's it's basically your life story told through your songs, almost like a dramatization. Mm. What a storied career, too. So, oh, for sure. Yeah. Didn't she? Very wasn't there a movie where she played herself, but it was about her time with Ike and stuff? Or am I? No, it's of... what's love got to do with it with Angela Bassett playing oh, her. That's what it was. I'm keeping my name. Yeah, I like Angela. <laughs> well, there's Bassett. also there's also a movie <laughs> called Ike and Tina on the Road. Yeah. That's and a documentary, that's a documentary right? It's a that's a documentary that from seventy two. That one's a documentary, but what's love yeah. got to do with it was the the biopic. Yeah, and she's in it, but she's always asking the hard questions. You know oh, does she appear in it? She's in it, but she's a she's a, a cameo playing somebody else. Um, oh no, I'm sorry. She's the singing voice. She's the singing voice anytime that uh, Angela Bassett would do like a fake oh. singing scene. Yeah, never mind. Sure, I just read that. Uh, yeah, she. I was trying to find anything else where she's just not herself. She was in Tommy. She was the Acid Queen. That was seventy five. Oh, in yeah. um, seventy eight, she was. Oh, it doesn't say what she was. Let's see. In eighty two, herself. Uh, let's see. Eighty five, Mad Max, Anti Entity, and then the Mayor and Last Action Hero. So really, she's only been three different things that weren't herself. <laughs> that makes any sense. <laughs> uh, so anyway, yeah. uh, so looking at the the music uh, in this musical, I gotta say it's kind of it's it's great because you've got um, uh, you've got Nutbush City Limits, the the you know one of her famous songs. With what, I, what did you call it? Nutbush City Limits. Nutbush. Uh huh. Nutbush. Nut I've Limits. never. You know, you know that song. I can't sing it right now because I'm okay. Maybe deep. I don't know the title. I, right. Um, what is the I don't know that song. I'm sorry. I know you, you said I know that song, but I don't know that song. Hold, I'm pulling it up because you know that song. <laughs> I don't know that I'm song. Gonna, I'm going to sing a, Can a you second. Name of it. that song in 300 notes. Uh, hold on, hold on. I'm singing it. It goes because. Uh, <laughs> hold on. Hold it. Waiting. Hold on. Hold on. All right. Yeah, we'll skip that one. But uh, uh, all right. So (laughs) she does Let's Stay Together, the uh, um, Al Green song, Better Be Good to Me with the song that she did with The Fix. These are all things that are in that musical. She Mm -hmm. does perform or the character does perform We Don't Need Another Hero, Thunderdome, as um, she and her sister. Uh, are on her at her mother's bedside when her mother passes away which Aww. feels like do they do they actually so they sing we don't need another hero but do they include the thunderdome Thunder part like, do know, they you, say that part? you know they sing it you know sing the the look look brian i just want you to understand i know exactly four tina turner songs and i know them very very well because they were all on the radio you know private dancer private dancer know. what's love got to do with it we don't yeah. need another hero and simply the best yeah. that's it that's all i've Which got it's just called the best by the way uh, all right we want it we want a trivia thing because the other team put simply the best <laughs> and the song is just called the best which is the closing song of this and did, for, did you by the way him? knowing knowing four songs by an artist is pretty good. Like that's that means that artist had some hits. Yeah, you know? mm-hmm. they did all right. Yeah. I think Tina Turner. You don't know is a uh, Proud Mary artist. her cover of uh, the Creedence song. Come yeah. on, you know that one. Yeah, yeah, I've heard that. Big wheels keep on turning. Uh, keep on burning. And for Brian, 
for Brian Dunaway's edification, Tina Turner was, was born in Nutbush, Tennessee. Oh, oh okay. All right. Hey, Brian made fun of a whole town. Well done. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't. I just. I didn't make fun. I just asked a question. Sure. No, I understand. Dude, I live probably of uh, the four of us. It's closest to you, uh, Brian. So people looking for you can go go find you. Oh, we got a, we got yeah, a town. I'm we got a town called nut, Film. I'm, we have a town called down near Nutbush. We have a town called Fillmore Beaver. So don't feel. I don't. You know. I get it. Oh. All right. <laughs> yeah. I get it. Uh, here's a, a really odd. Uh, let's see. What is this? Oh, really odd Thunderdome scream. So enjoy this one. It's a little loud. So you've been you've been warned. Here you go. <laughs> All right. There's that. That's that wow. little dude from the the band you were talking about, the punk band. Um, oh yeah, Rose Tattoo. It's, yeah, that uh, guy. Uh, um, Angry Anderson. Yeah, Angry Anderson. Here's a a great quote. <laughs> pig shit. Pig shit. Pig shit. Pig shit. Pig shit. Okay, pig shit. Pig shit. I love that. He, he speaks the pig shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, here's a here's a him doing a thing about methane. Methane cometh from pig shit. The methane cometh from pig <laughs> shit. Thanks, Alfred Hitchcock. I love that guy, dude. Anybody yeah. that talks to their jowls is always Hitchcockian to mm-hmm. me. He sounds mm-hmm. like him. You're right. Yeah. Uh, oh, this is great. Good so, uh, this is uh, uh, this is an old piece of audio. Apparently, it's from right, right around Brian Ibbett's prom date time. Uh, we've never done one of these before, <laughs> so this is kind of new. Uh, this is from somebody who was trying to warn. So it's not you or the girl you took. It's someone trying to warn the girl that you took about you and this is what they said about you okay i'm glad it didn't take and you guys were able to have your date and everything was fine but yeah this is what they said about you before the date you can beat most men with his breath Jeez, (laughs) that's really harsh yeah yeah that's harsh it's true harsh harsh. uh we sat on opposite sides of the back of the limo it it was uh It's a, for some reason, I can so picture this, and you're in a blue tux. It's all in my head. I have oh, it's always a blue tux, <laughs> right? It's the only tux. color. Yes. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. All right. Here's a, a no trade, only do. No trade. Do. 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 Not efficient shit. Efficient word use. I love his efficient <laughs> word use. Not shit. Energy. Not shit. Energy. <laughs> Thanks, Skeletor. All right. Now we get to a famous line right here. Master Blaster runs by the town. By the town. I love that look on her More face. More trouble. <laughs> <laughs> now, like she was equalize the filter. <laughs> Is this better? <laughs> All right. No more peeking. <laughs> That's amazing. All right. Uh, you want foot and face? You want foot and face? That's worth playing again. No. I feel like that should be the line everyone remembers, but no one ever does. Yeah. It's very good. Here's Tina Turner. Yes, this is Quentin Tarantino, and I give a big resounding yes, please. <laughs> Here's Tina Turner turning it all up. Welcome to another edition of Thunderdome. Okay. Yeah. All right. Let's get started. She passed out. <laughs> Brian Ibbett, uh, uh Quentin Tarantino's wheel would be like... <laughs> It would be like foot in face, foot, foot in face, face, foot in face, foot near face. Quentin's choice, which is foot in face. Yeah, one of them. One of them is uh, free pass to use the n word. Uh, uh, <laughs> Quentin's choice, which is put foot in face. 
Oh, that's funny. All right, here's two men enter that whole thing. Two men enter, one man leaves. Uh, can you can the crowd get their heart into it, please? A yeah, little bit. Yeah. No, they get up a little more. Enter. They had to repeat it a few times. This isn't. Yeah, it's not a mega rally. This is a slow, like <laughs> low chant. Yeah. I also love this phrase. Bust the deal and face the wheel. Bust the deal and face the wheel. All <laughs> it's all, it's all Johnny rhyme. Cochran rhymes. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. That's crazy. If the glove don't fit, you must, you must quit. quit. I love that stuff, though, in Mad Max World. It's stupid. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Here's a kid yelling. <laughs> that apparently is how they notify that, each other or something. That means I'm home. Hook, right? Is that from Hook? Exactly. You would think <laughs> That's so. That's what it feels like. It's from Hook. And, but uh, he, was, way, he was hissing at a lizard, so that was cool, I guess. By the way, name yeah. the top three films uh, before this that we've seen for Film Sack that have uh, Teenage Wasteland. Go. Oh. Hook. Uh, Hook. Yep, okay. All right. <laughs> this. Uh, Hook. No, before uh, this. There's three, there's three films oh, before, before this, this. That, I, that I'm declaring our top three Teenage Wasteland films. Okay, Hook was hard. I like we haven't watched enough of those. Didn't we watch... Uh, Oh, can can oh, you man. you're not counting the not where, rollerball. Is you're, it rollerball you're not you're not counting the vampire one with uh um, oh, lost boys lost we boys. could that could be unanswered that's hmm. a good one hmm. i think they were a little older than teenagers some of them well some of them weren't yeah, yeah. so i don't think that one counts uh it wasn't wasteland is it really either, uh so bt does that count Ooh, that's an interesting one. So the whole point of that trope, right, is that that it, it's never really explained how these teenagers are subsisting, right? Like it doesn't really right. how like they're how just you, in you, charge of everything. You come away with questions about how they could manage, right? Right. Well, mm-hmm. what are the ones on your list? Because I can't think of uh, any the warriors for sure. Oh yeah, like, yeah sure. Oh my god! The That's reason just... I think of that is everybody in that looks thirty-two. You know what I mean? Yeah, they're all <laughs> right. Yes, they're not supposed well, but, to be, you, but they're. But you know, they're really nineteen. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they don't actually like during the day work at the grocery store yeah right right like, right, right. <laughs> right yeah right they're busy being a baseball theme gang i get it right right also uh, i like that brian that, did i like that, that brian gave them australian accents That's yeah, well, it's, yeah. <laughs> that was your theme <laughs> your theme exactly my, my other one for me was Children of the Corn because it just. Oh, yeah, that's like, a good one. It, it just doesn't make sense. Like, do they eat corn only? Did we do <laughs> Children of the Corn? I guess we did. Yep. I, I yeah. don't remember. Malachi! Oh, my gosh. I love that. that. Still have that clip somewhere. I'm sure. uh, hold on. I need to be proven here. Uh, Children oh, of the Corn. Absolutely, Daddy, because you have uh, that Malachi clip from this. Yeah, from that. 2012. You're right. That was a while ago. Mm-hmm. I forgot all about that. All right. Uh, here's some Aussie gibberish. This ain't one body's story. It's the story of us all. We got it mouth to mouth, so you got to listen it and remember. Because what you hear today, you got to tell the birthed tomorrow. Tomorrow. Mouth to mouth is wrong. today. Yeah, did, yeah. They, did, they, yeah. did they French kiss it into we your face? We got this story mouth to mouth. It's mouth Come to here, ear. I'll give it to you. Right. It's, it's uh, mouth to ear, weirdo. That's pretty good. I mean, I love yeah, that's, right. right. that's right. You don't transfer a story mouth to mouth. You transfer it mouth to ear. Right. Good point. Right. right. Weirdos. But I love I love the like an oral history type, you know, deal is is kind of a fun thing to play with. Like, because that's all they have oh, is, yeah. is a way to tell history that way. This was just done in such a. I don't know. Like, if they were, they were all kids on that plane, they've forgotten a lot already. <laughs> like, oh yeah, it's just a big cartoon in their head now. Like, it, 
my my biggest complaint I, I think about the kids was uh, it's sometimes in some scenes they totally forgot they were supposed to be broke speaking this broken language mm-hmm. that they were using. Mm-hmm. It was they would just talk like normal, and I was like, "What is that? Stop!" Yeah, I need you to be broken. Yeah, be broken, please. Here's a, a high scrapers and a video. This is fun. Check this out. The high scrapers and the v- v- video. What's with the, the triple V's? What's v- v- the, v- the video? Be- because it was skipping. I don't know. Yeah, it's YouTube. Because uh, the YouTube always buffers. It does. <laughs> <laughs> buffering. The YouTube does. The buffering. It all repeated. The buffering. Restop and restart. <laughs> All right, here's uh here's stop some, and he starts. <laughs> I don't remember what this uh I don't remember hearing this, but apparently this was a thing. Uh, so anyway, I'll, you guys all recognize the scene. Here you go. It's about membering things. Remember this? Oh, I <laughs> yeah, you guys remember member berries being in there? Remember, I, I remember Great. South Park reference. Remember when a man Remember-berries. and a woman would get married? I Do I love those? Those are great. Member uh-huh. berries are the best. Uh, all right, here's Serious Me. Oh, Serious Mel. Sorry, Serious Mel. <laughs> I forgot the L. Uh, Serious Mel Gibson. The first place you'll find is a sleaze pit called Bartertown. Now, if the earth doesn't swallow you up first, that place sure as hell will. Uh, for, by the way, I, I don't know if you probably noticed, but that's the first Mel Gibson clip we've played today. Because he just didn't. Oh, yeah. It is. It is. Yeah. Didn't say much of it. So is, it, is, is, is that common? Like a bunch of Sarlacc pits out in the... Wasteland is that? Oh, sunken, uh, <laughs> sinking little holes. quick sandy spots. Boy, that yeah. horse sure got the raw end of that business. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, that whole horse going through there—that was something. Yeah. I can get this water. I know I can. I can just get the. I'm almost to the water. Yeah. Oh, there goes my horse. Old paint. No. <laughs> Here's. We're what, only ten minutes out of Barter Town. What's the matter with you? Here's a. So this movie got a PG-13 rating, which is part of its problem, but. uh it's uh, they did have one F word, so I captured it. Enjoy. <laughs> what the f- Captain? What use is he? There you go. Yeah, yeah. Something compelling about the uh, girl. Don't know what it is. She was interesting. Oh, she's yeah. I think she's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, I tried to find more stuff from her, and it's all Australian stuff, so I haven't seen it. But uh, she's interesting. She has an interesting face. Uh, hmm. The way she the way she talked. I don't know. There's something about her. They they underused her though. Uh, here's a pig killer laugh. <laughs> yeah, here it is again. <laughs> If you, if you, if you, blink. I'll be a little pig in there too. Oh yeah. Pig killer had some, <laughs> what? pig killer was weird. I wanted to know what happened to pig killer's family. Mm-hmm. And yeah, cause he says he, he did it for his family, but then you never see him like trying to escape with his family when he gets out and it's like, they, they were killed. I guess he just, maybe it's like so. you said, he goes, I'm going to die in two years anyway, or whatever. Like everyone has a different, in that world, your, your expectancy of life is day-to-day short so right who knows all right what's wrong with this guy's scream i'm asking you guys so hear this that didn't sound, that sound like a tiger it sounded like a oh, yeah, yeah like a cougar or something that was the punk rock guy when he died maybe oh, he does like that, that in his music maybe he's uh maybe i actually that's it now that you say that it's like <laughs> oh that's on point yeah that's a new that's my new wilhelm scream that's perfect here's uh here's pig killer again asking what happened to number two <laughs> when he got his uh, arrow pulled out of his neck. Oh, yeah. Screw With yeah. his uh, bike sprocket around his neck. Yep. And finally, Tina Turner with her raggedy man. Well, ain't we a pair? Raggedy man. <laughs> oh, 
Rossi and laughing her way off to the sunset. Well done there, mm-hmm. Tina Turner. It's like four, four tropes in that one line. Yeah. <laughs> You're better without Ike. Time for the film sack checklist. Yeah, that's right. Hey, those kids don't look like Ewoks. Check. We don't need another hero till 2015. Check. (laughs) And finally, we all feel a little bad for Master. Check. I mean, I did. I liked Or Blaster. Or Blaster. Blaster. Either one. I feel bad for both of them. That was such Uh, a weird thing. It is weird. They revealed, though, his head. Yeah. I'm like. Yeah. Well, I'm supposed to feel here because he he's obviously he, he is amused. Well, he was <laughs> did they he was say Down did syndrome they say if the actor um, the Down was syndrome an, actor yeah. was he was he uh, also playing Blaster when the hood was on and I would oh, assume not. fighting and chasing probably not right. We're gonna find out right now. It, so this and was that even it was so fast I meant to go back and look. I was like, is that a prosthetic? Because something looks odd about it. Uh, no, he was. That was real. I mean, his face was, but you never saw the body in the face. Okay, Paul Larson, not same guy. Okay, uh, yeah. Trying to find who guy. played his face though. Uh, <laughs> Blaster. Who plays Blaster's, Blaster's face? <laughs> who plays Blaster? Blaster's face plays Blaster face. Hold on, here we go. <laughs> Blaster, Blaster. Hold on. Okay, the Blaster is Paul Larson. Oh, here it is. Stephen Hayes played the Blaster unmasked. Oh, and he was uncredited. Uh, Stephen Hayes was only in two things other than this. Eureka, Strockade, and Stepping Out, both of which were uh, Australian things. So there you have it. I, I want to Ken Jeong guess who he really was. <laughs> <laughs> Nicely done. Nice. That's a, another deep Master cut. Master Blast is the mass singer. That's right. <laughs> the deep cuts today are deep. Uh, all right. deep. Moving on to uh, the soundtrack grade, I'm going to give it an R for Ruined by the Amazing Work in Fury Road by Junkie XL. Uh, it's just not good. It doesn't fit. It feels feels bad. Again, you know, it's hard because you're comparing it to, you know, it's like dating a supermodel last when all you've dated before that are normal people. And so you but just, even, you even when you, them. you know, compare it to Road Warrior, it's it's not good. And it's just 85, 80s fied uh, to to maybe attract an audience that's going to pick up soundtracks that wouldn't have picked up soundtracks in the late seventies, early eighties for yeah. Road warrior. And that I, was a huge I, hit, right? The hero song was a big uh, hit for uh, her. It was, so. I don't want to bang on on this, but I'll bet you, you could take the score from Waterworld and just lay it right down on this movie. And it'd be, and better. It'd be better. It'd be better. You're right. Waterworld's yeah. a fine score. Nothing wrong with it. Uh, all right, long live the Mariner. Moving on, what do we have here? Oh, the Twitter uh, Twitter post. This is where, guys, you take 200 and char- 280 characters, the, that's your limit, see? And then you you, uh-huh. you build a tweet out of it, <laughs> and then you read it. So let's start with Randy. Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome. Lost and confused, a man dies in the desert. And then the afterlife is weird. He now has short hair, and he's surrounded by children. And he's being pursued by a pop star. In a shocking twist, the pop star isn't Michael Jackson. Not bad. <laughs> never Neverland. You did tomorrow. Yeah. Oh yeah. Never 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 morrow land. Yeah. No. What tomorrow, morrow, yeah. never never land. Yeah, wow. tomorrow, morrow. Tomorrow, morrow land. <laughs> I can't remember how it went though. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Uh Brian Dunaway, your turn. Oh, Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome. Two movies in her. One man leaves. Hearing wonky. Sounds like an order. 
Uh, very nice. And then finally, Brian Ibbett. Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome. Welcome to Bartertown. Get some sleep, clean up with a nice hot shower, and then cap off the night with a sparring match. Bed, bath, and beyond Thunderdome. Oh, oh. damn it. That's right. a good title I should have used. Nice job. I'm glad you didn't, or else I would have said crap. Well, what else? What else? What else is only Bed, Bath, and Beyond? I always think of those uh, those sparkling water makers. What, what are that? What's that called? Uh, uh, Soda yeah. Stream. Soda Stream. Oh, I always think of that as job. as only available at Bed, Bath, and Beyond. Yeah, and those uh, the the trash cans, uh, the simple human trash cans. Simple human. Oh, they're uh, open open automatically. Yeah, yeah. Well, or that they have a little foot, but they're like all you know aluminum plated mm-hmm. uh, trash cans. Those it's, are it's a cool. Bed, Bath, and Beyond thing, and those. Uh, those cards that you'll never stop getting for the rest of your life. Right. Right. <laughs> well, it used to, it used to be the, my pillow. You can only get their retail, but now that's that. Guy oh, right. Yes. This week was, uh, they got pulled out of there. Uh, all right. Here's my pillow town. Here's, here's my, uh, my uh, alternate titles just handed to me. This, uh, was almost called return of the Jedi's Lord of the flies, a new hope. So that's interesting. Wow. That's <laughs> yeah. great. Yeah. I did. I did actually think of episode four. Yeah, a couple of times yeah. in this movie. Him, well, mainly for me, the walking him in the desert chased, and chasing the one guy, and then being chased by fifty guys. It reminded me of that. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Uh, or it was almost called Bruce's Almighty. Huh, interesting. <laughs> uh, <laughs> emails. Uh, these are emails sent to us via you via the email. Uh, the email address is filmsackagemail.com, and you should put it to memory because it's a great thing, and you should use it all the time. We got one here from Tracy. Uh, two today. This one from Tracy says, hello, gentlemen, and Brian. I don't know which Brian. So, <laughs> Oh, hi, Tracy. Yeah. yeah. Which one of us drew the short straw yeah. there? Which one of you are not a gentleman? I don't know. Right. Says, I have a theory on why you remember sacking a movie that you never sacked. Okay. Ooh. So this is where we get to Dunaway. This is the Dunaway theory. When, when uh, the movie to be sacked is boring, you talk about other movies and you can get quite in depth when you do that. Very in depth, in fact, to the point that the movie that was being sacked is forgotten until Mr. Dunaway herds the conversation back. I think this is why you can remember talking or can't remember talking about a movie, but have never done. Oh, can remember talking about the movie, but have never done an episode on it. Right. That totally makes sense. Because yeah. it's like, yeah. I remember talking to you three about such and such movie. So we must have done it for film sack, but it really just came up in, in the discussion. Armageddon was the great example of this until we saw Armageddon. But Arm- Armageddon always felt like the movie we we had done. And I think if we went back and looked, even in movies that weren't even exactly tied to Armageddon in terms of theme or whatever, probably mm-hmm. we talked about that movie a ton without seeing it. I'm oh, sure we, we talked did. about the yeah. animal cracker scene like for at least... Oh yeah. oh yeah! If Ben yeah. Affleck's name came up, you talked about the animal yeah. crackers. You just mm-hmm. do. We could watch Batman versus Superman or whatever, and get to the whole Mar- your mom's name Martha, and all I think about <laughs> is graham crackers in your freaking belly button or your animal crackers. Anyway, <laughs> and I'm going to make a T-shirt well for Brian Dunaway that says "Topic Herder." Oh, Topic oh, Herder! Topic Herder! I like just it. Just a just a scruffy Topic Herder. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> laugh it up topic herder he does say he does say at the bottom here signed a guy named tracy to make sure we don't wonder if tracy oh, is male or female gotcha uh final email from jeremy evening guys currently laying on my shakti acupuncture mat Ooh. anyway listening to the mad max episode talking about the original uh trying to remind myself that something uncomfortable and somewhat painful can actually be good for you and i was reminded of one of my recent favorite movies that definitely meets this criteria Swiss Army Man. 
It is uh, all at once disgusting, crass, uncomfortable, confusing, funny, endearing, charming, 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 encouraging, <laughs> and uplifting. Quirky and uh, and odd are just a starting place to start to try to explain this movie. Shake your head, scrunch your face, twist your head to the side like a puzzled dog, and you'll find yourself enjoying the soundtrack and the journey that character takes yeah. you on. I understand that you experience. have an ever-growing list of movies on the show, but I'd strongly recommending Swiss Army Man being added to the list and even moving it up as far as possible. Uh, I think it it's would be... It's an interesting be, movie with Harry Potter. Yeah, yeah. That is who that is, right? It's a, Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm. Daniel Stern. No, Daniel Day-Lewis. <laughs> Daniel Radcliffe. Stern, yes. Radcliffe. <laughs> Not I want to put those two together. I though. remember yeah. the time I was living under the stairs. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, anyway, love the show. Says Jeremy, I don't. That's fine. Let's get it in. Let's do it. That yeah, sounds all right. It's an odd movie. I I have mixed feelings about it. So it, it would definitely be worth discussing. So he goes for these, right? Because he's at that other movie where he where he's dead and then wakes up and then farts really bad. Do you know the one yeah. I'm talking about? And he can move like the raft down the river because he's farting like a motorboat. Does anyone know what I'm talking about? <laughs> yes. No. Daniel really? Radcliffe movie? Yes. Yeah. I don't remember what it's called. We'll look that up in a second. And then there's the other one where the two guns are surgically attached to his hands. And he's yeah. goes on a like a John Wick shooting rampage because these guns are attached to his hands. I, now, it, have you seen Swiss Army Man, Scott? No. It's on Netflix right now. Are you sure you have it? Are no. you sure? Because I'm you're positive. talking about... Because when he's farting, I believe that's in Swiss Army Man. Is that Army the Man. movie? Oh, because that's the... I've only seen trailers for whatever I'm talking about. That must be yeah. it. Okay, so Swiss. So maybe he's only made two of these weird movies, right? He's he did a couple of them. He tried to get away as quick as he could from the from the you know his, his Harry Potter character because yeah. it'd be so easy to get locked into that. And uh, so yeah, oh, that's right. It was Paul and, Dano, and then and then and then Harry Potter's like dead in it, but his right. body is like usable as like a a million Swiss things, Army. like a Swiss, Swiss Army knife. knife. Yeah, right. <laughs> And then the other one is Those Guns are. Akimbo. That's the other one I'm thinking. Ah, that's the other one. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. I want to see that. I haven't that. seen that one. That's By the way, yeah. in addition to Daniel Radcliffe, the movie's co-directed by Daniel Schiernert and Daniel Kwan. So it's just all Daniels oh all God. the time. Oh, Throw Dan Stern in there and it sort of gets really weird. Yeah. I mean, do they almost call Paul Dano Paul Daniel? <laughs> no kidding. Uh, <laughs> his name is Paul Dano. So he's got Dan in his name. Dan Kwan. Daniel Schmiernert. That's hilarious. Mernick. Elizabeth Mary Elizabeth <laughs> Winstead should change her name to Daniel <laughs> Daniel Elizabeth Winstead. Yeah. yeah. That's crazy. All right, what can we put that on the list? I'd be fine with that. Yeah, and I'd also like to say that uh this week, just the last few days, we got another movie on our upcoming list from the Frog Pants Discord suggestions channel. Mm. Uh that's Virtuosity. We're going to watch that in a few weeks. Mm. Um that just straight out of suggestions from uh, listeners like you, so go to the, that Discord and talk. Yeah, join our Discord if you haven't done it yet. It's uh, there's no there's no gatekeeping. You just go click the link on the website and you're in. So uh, go check it out, filmsack.com uh, for that. Uh, this reminds me that Paul Dano was in that milkshake movie. I drink <laughs> your milkshake. He <laughs> called the milkshake movie because they never remember there will be blood, yeah. but now I remember there will be blood. Yeah, great movie. Uh, all right, our next film, The Expendables Three. Yeah, it's perfect for Yay. episode five hundred. Like, yeah. just this is yeah. just exactly what like we were talking last time about what it makes a film sack movie, and there's actually talk on the Discord about what makes a film sack movie. This is it. This all star cast. It's a sequel to a movie that never needed to exist, but really badly needs to be in our lives. And so, yeah, perfect. Five hundred episodes. Yeah. 
Ep- Expendables three. I can't wait. If you were if you were to say, hey, Film Sacks five five hundredth episode should involve as many um, actor guest stars from as many movies as we've seen, the most common people we've seen the most. This movie has those people in it. Like, why did yeah. we do in, on yeah. episode four hundred? Uh, I don't remember what we did. I can find out. Let's find out right now. Quicksack.ly. We could guess it about a bunch of movies that we haven't done. 400. That would we be Close Encounters close of the clowners. Third Kind. Yep. Oh, close Encounters of the Third Kind. That's a good choice. Yeah. 300 we did. Uh, 300. 300. Yeah. 300 for 300. Yeah, we that did. was easy. 200, what'd we do? We did. 200. Nope. That was Star Trek The Motion Picture. Yep. Also Star Trek The Motion really Picture. And then 100. Last Action Hero. Last Action Hero. No. And then one was Kroll. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, so we're going to do that. That's next week. Expendables 3. It's on Netflix. It's on Amazon and Hulu. Amazon and Hulu. There you go. Okay. Yeah, we're we're, we're, the Netflix only thing is long dead. We're we're just wherever these things are now. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. uh, Also, um, I would just note that Amazon, Hulu, HBO Max, these guys have all like gone deep into cheap kind of in our wheelhouse movies mm-hmm. and netflix has gone the other way mm-hmm. netflix has been putting pouring money into making uh prestige television and that's fine it's great it is great and, and in, in some cases it's not very prestige like cobra kai but that's fine <laughs> you know <laughs> it's good just not prestige you know and, and it's just not what we're doing on this show netflix yeah we're we're gonna if uh, that that is true like a lot of these movies that we want to get our heads around and the ones you guys are recommending are showing up they're just no longer showing up on Netflix. They're showing up on HBO and on Hulu and whatever and prime. And so we're just going to spread it around and Netflix will certainly still have stuff, but there was a day when it was like, we weren't just scouring the bottom of the entertainment barrel. We were scouring Netflix's barrel, but those days have changed. Yeah. It's not the same anymore. Yeah. Filmsack.com is our website. That's the important thing to remember because all the shit is over there. So go check it out. Filmsack.com. All those episodes we just mentioned, plus more. You're going to want to go get 499 of them before 500 hits next week. So go check it out. That's Filmsack.com. Filmsack at gmail.com is our email address. You can find us on Twitter at Filmsack. And wherever you get your podcasts, just go search for Filmsack and leave us a review because it helps us get discovered all these 10 years later, 11 years later. That's going to do it for us. For me, for Brian, for Brian and for randy one randy leaves <laughs> oh what what comes out uh we'll see you next time this show is part of the frog pants network yes get more at frogpants.com